Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free, while premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. For only $5 a month, premium members also get access to exclusive shows, drink and shot recipes, and our monthly happy hour on Discord. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the Binge Cast. The Binge Cast. Just downloaded the show fucking so fast. It's four hours, I better get a bigger glass. Art is gonna be up all night. Moreno. Probably drinking Tito's with a taco. Jim Law just called Luke a fucking asshole. And where the fuck is Ammon? Welcome to the Mingecast. My name is Jim Law. Haven't heard that one in a long time. Um, I'm here, not with Marno, not with Pete, not with Ammon, not with any of those fucking losers. I'm with uh, my old best friends in the world, Jack Falvey and Chad C. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, fella. How's it going? It's so obnoxious when you, you, because <laughs> you say yo 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 and then you play the music like it's yeah. like you have to wait another few seconds for you to be done talking. I'm just fucking owning it, dude. All right, you know, if other people want to throw it on me. I'm just gonna own it. I'm gonna live in it. That's where we're gonna yeah. be. So I'm happy to be yeah. here. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not making excuses. That's right. Um. Oh, boys, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I recorded with either of you two. Mm, yes, has been a long time, long time. Years, I, uh... I got so many questions for both of you. Chad, you're still doing uh, binge views without me, right? Remember when we were best friends and we did that? <laughs> uh, I Yeah, we brought it back a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. Scheduling has worked out a little better, but, you know, uh-huh. I haven't forgotten you. I haven't forgotten cool. you. This, okay. You know, we're just, we're taking a break right now. We're, we're not, we're not on, <laughs> we're on speaking terms, clearly. So, I mean, we're just, you know, we're going through a rough patch, okay? Wow, we're on speaking terms for now. This could change by the end of the show. Um, do you have an update? I don't need it now, but do you have an update of the box office 
draft or whatever the fuck we called it. Do you think I would let you down? I told you I had that earlier this week. I absolutely have the final tally for the 2021 binge movie auction. So. Okay. Auction, right. That was it. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, excellent. Um, now, Falvi, your um, fucking uh, 365 fucking movie thing was just phenomenal. Mm. Um, is that, but the future of Jack Attack Tuesdays, what's going on with that? Uh, well, as everybody knows, I have taken a bit of a break. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, that was a, a little bit of a grind. Uh, good experience. Loved doing it. Loved doing the final episode with uh, Joe Fernandes and Alex Keane. If anybody hasn't listened to that, go subscribe on Patreon and uh, check that out. Those guys also kept up with the 365. In fact, I think in a couple, in both of their cases, they exceeded 365, which was pretty damn impressive. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. Kicking around a couple ideas. Also, you know, Chad, we, we got to get moving on uh, bringing back movie homework that kind of fell by the wayside while I was doing my thing. So, yes, um, absolutely. Might have a, a little bit of a format change for that and uh, maybe something to talk about soon there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely, I don't know. I don't know. We got to figure it out. I, I definitely want to continue uh, doing something there. I'm just not sure what it is yet. So, all right. There you go. Get all the updates when when Jack Attack himself is on. Speaking of Patreon, you brought Patreon. Some people might not know what that is. Well, if you go to patreon.com slash binge media, you'll get to sign up for our uh, Patreon uh, kind of add-on shows. Exclusive mm-hmm. shows, if you, was, uh, if you will. Jack Attack Tuesday was one of those shows. Um, you would have been able to listen to his journey that he took all year long, listening to all, or sorry, watching all those brand new fucking movies. Mm. Craziness. Um, the full binge is an extra fucking hour or two that we do after this show right here. That's only available also on Patreon. Um, tonight is, I wasn't on it. They've already pre-recorded it. Those cocksuckers that are in Florida right now, but Rano and Pete recorded a commentary for the very first Jackass film. Jeez. I wonder how that went. So that will be on the full binge tonight. And um, like I said, you can sign up. Five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash media, And you'll get all the extra content. Um, speaking of uh, Pete, he does all his commentaries on there. Um, and I think, you know, we got some future plans for future shows on there too. So it's going to be pretty, pretty good. Yeah, at some point we got to think about uh, season two of the docket too. People, people do ask yeah. about that quite a bit. So, yeah, I've uh, we brought it up not too long ago when we were drunk, and I have no idea what we said. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I just know it came up. Anyways, oh my god, we have so much shit to talk about on this show, this binge cast right here. We've got tons of voicemails. We've got. Tons of television, and we got tons of movies. Right, boys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Stacked. All right. So let's... Oh, I don't know. Okay, let's do Google Voice, and then I want the update, Chad. Okay. And then we'll Sounds do good. TV. Let's like do it. it. All right. Let's call Google Voice. Ah, let's call that Mexican. Let's call Pete MC, yeah. Hey, that drunken maniac. 
We got a bunch, and like I said, full binge is already pre recorded, so we're doing them all right now. All right. Here we go. Uh, 207 number. What up, big boys? It's Bunchy. How you doing? All right. I'm going to do a little variant of the Night Peterson movie game. Mm-hmm. So, what do these four actor-actresses have in common? Or, well, I guess, what stands out? Ah, I already fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> What do they have in common? What 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 brings them all together? What ah fuck it, I don't give a fuck. What is it about before that's special? All right, you either get a million points or you get nothing. Ready? Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Regina King. Mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm-hmm. What? They, what is special about those four? I will call you right back. Okay. It's not that easy, right? <laughs> it can't be. No, it can't be. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, is Regina King in Jerry Maguire? I don't remember. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, yeah. It's been so long. Oh, oh, that's wrong. Okay. I mean, do um, they all have either a tooth <laughs> in the center of their face or a phantom religion that they're members of? Because... Then that would be it, right? <laughs> Maybe he's just presenting us on our movie trivia. I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel like he presented it wrong. Like I feel like <laughs> the obvious thing should have been brought forward that that's not the answer, and right, maybe right. There's something <laughs> or just maybe he thinks we're that stupid. I don't know. Um, do you have any other guesses, guys? I'm just I go right to the next voice. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, nah. So. All right. All right, here we go. All right, so just like fucking up a, uh, a setup or a punchline, you all know what I meant. But, uh, okay, <laughs> Regina King, Renee Zellweger, Cuba Gooding Jr., Tom Cruise. They are all in the same movie together, and they have all won an Academy Award. No. Nope. Except for Tom Cruise. I don't know why I find that interesting. I just fucking do. So, all right. Thank you, Bubba Dick. Have a drink. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you just doing that to dig at Pete, mainly? Like, hey, Tom Cruise never won an Oscar. I don't know what the point was. <laughs> you know what? I have I, I have a sounder that's the equivalent of that game. Wait, that would... <laughs> or... I was going to say... Um... <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> So oh, in the end, Bunchy, <laughs> all four of them like it. You can't say what do all four of these people have in common? Common, and then say they're all in the same movie and won an Oscar, except one of them, because that is exactly <laughs> not what you asked us to do. <laughs> I love that though. <laughs> oh God, oh, that was oh, great. Man. That was amazing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know what? Give us more of those. I want to hear more of those. Yeah, respect. 
easy. It's an easy fucking question. I didn't have to be like, oh my god, the twelfth actor in this fucking other movie. Like, oh, so they are they are in that movie. Oh, and four were three of one actor. Or, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. All right, that was amazing. Thank you. Um, all right, here we go. The next one. Oh, long one. Here we go. What's going on, boys? Really good times here. Law, I hope you're on the show. Pete, I know you're off, whatever. Moreno, know where the fuck you're at. Uh, I got caught. I've been listening to uh, last week's show, and I got some beef with Chad D, man. What the fuck are you talking about with Yellowstone Season 4? Like, is it Season 3? No. Is it the Sons of Anarchy vibe? No. But it's also not a fucking driving a truck into a wall with nothing happening. What in the fuck are you even watching like did you watch all of it or did you just watch like 13 seconds of episode one and then judge it i got no idea what you're watching i definitely think three season three is better than season four but season four is not just a waste of a show or anything like that um i will absolutely be watching this live week by week when it comes out uh next season because uh, i'm all in on it um like you know it goes out saying let's rip the fucking major character um, but the show, the, the landscape, it's just, it's fucking great. Um, in addition to that, I watched that Archive 81 show. Uh, it was dog shit. I, I watched it all, but man, I don't even know why I did. Um, the woman in the house across the street from the girl who lives next door, whatever the fuck that is, that, I'm with Law on that. I kind of wanted more, uh, parody than what it gave me for it supposing to be a parody. Um, it was just really weird that it's supposed to be a parody, but the way it was done. Um, so anyway, I mean, I finished that. I'd probably give that like a five. You know what? I lied. I'm going to six on ten strictly for the sex scene. Um, because you see Kristen Bell almost naked, and Ooh. that was pretty awesome. So I like that. Wolf <laughs> um, <laughs> Me, currently three episodes into that with the wife. We're enjoying that. Um probably watch the rest of that and then uh that's fucking all i got i think so the next time suck a bubba bubba girl. do either of you watch yellowstone no nope <laughs> the hype hasn't hasn't grasped you yet it is uh it is my father's favorite show which tells me all i need to know about it it's also my father yeah. I don't need to watch it. I mean, I, I'm sure it's a good show, but uh, I'm like, all right, cool. I got it. His other favorite is The Walking Dead, so those are one and two for him. Oh, ah. My dad had me. Uh, I dropped the kids off my dad every uh, Saturday, so I dropped him off today. He's, he was all in a panic. He's like, you got to come down the stairs. You got to come down here and help me with the TV. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I can't I can't visit my parents without doing something on one oh, of the fucking things. And he's like, I can't, uh, I can't watch this uh uh, 18 he doesn't even know the name of it he's like eight, 18 something i'm like the you mean like the prequel to yellowstone yeah 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 yeah. That, that, that. i can't i can't find it i can't get it anywhere <laughs> and he's so he's got the exact same setup as i do and no matter how many times i show him how to work it he just will forget it immediately when we head back up the stairs um, so yeah but i feel good though i feel like i feel important when i i hook him up with an entire show right um and then I'm like, did you watch Reacher yet? He's like, no, I, where do I get that? Like, Fuck. Yeah, come right over here to Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like, and I set him up, and he's good for like two weeks. I won't hear anything from him. He'll just watch the shit and all that. Two weeks goes by, and he'll be like, yeah, there's nothing on. <laughs> he's got every, every new show and every new movie possible. Comes, 
to his TV. It's delivered to his TV every fucking day. He's got nothing to watch. <laughs> Law, it's it's the exact same thing with my dad. It, it, but it's even worse than just the TV. It's like, you know, he, he does... <clears throat> so this is going to be fucking difficult to describe. But on, on the iPad, okay? Mm-hmm. You can, like... Uh, how do I explain this? If you click a link on an email, right? You can make it so that the... Email comes up in a browser window that's only half the screen. It's 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 on older iPads as like a feature, right? Okay. But my dad will do this by accident and then have no fucking idea how to get his normal email back. <laughs> so his iPad, which he uses daily to check his email, the moment that this happens, I get a text message, and then if I don't answer that in like fifteen minutes, I get a call. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, Jack. I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I know you tell me how to do this every time, but I just, I fucked it up again. I, I don't know. What do, what do I have to do for this? I, you know, I tell him the two buttons to push, and then he's fine. But uh, it's incredible. It just, there's, there's just no learning, you know. <laughs> like we all have skills in this life, and fucking technology is not one of his, which he, he admits. But still, it's like, like. <laughs> Chad, do you have this problem? Because your mom's like my age. So is she okay? Does <laughs> like, she know how to do everything? Yeah, 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 they're fine yeah. for the most part. I mean, my dad is, uh, my dad, I play Xbox with him all the time, like Call of Duty. So he's, he's, he's a oh, gamer. See, Chad, dad, he's fucking hanging out with us. Let's get him yeah. on. <laughs> no, he, he's, he, but he's, my brother usually uh, gets the brunt of the uh, the tech stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I just kind of chill. He he lives really close to them. I live probably half an hour away or so, and he's like five minutes. So mm-hmm. they need something. He goes over there and fixes it for him. So, but yeah, yeah. The, he, he's pretty tech savvy for the most part. Yeah. Well, oh, I just, I, I fucking rue the day when I have to ask one of my kids to do some shit for me because it's going to be fucking awful. <laughs> Oh. You're just like fuck it. I don't. I don't want to learn new things. Just do it for me. <laughs> yeah, right. And I only do shit that I want to do. Right. Like I'm not going to fucking get a TikTok account because then I would have to ask them. But I'm never going to do that. So right. fuck that. Right. Fuck. Just avoid it. Now I'm mad at my kids for no reason. But... Right. <laughs> Next voicemail. <laughs> Here we go. What up, binge boys? It's Book Bunchy. Or should I say, book of where the fuck did Bubba go? And uh, don't care, because as great as Chapter 5 was, Chapter 6 just fucking oh. ramped it up huge. Uh, you know what? They, I don't know. I have a feeling they uh, just drastically changed course on from the way that the show was going. Um, I got into it with some people online that were like, no. This would have been the whole time, and um, they didn't make any kind of adjustments, but these last two episodes are a completely different feel. Uh, there's no way. It's just so disconnected from what came before. These ones are fucking good, and uh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. The technology that we saw in this chapter from the last time we saw this this technology I'm, I'm trying to keep it kind of vague. I know if uh-huh. people are listening to this, they've seen it. Uh, I can't believe how much more amazing that technology got and the way that it looked and sounded and felt because fuck balls, just amazing. I really hope you got a chance to see it. I bet you did. Um, and I'm really interested to hear what you had to say. I know five wasn't completely your bag, that it was a little better, but I hope this one really was. As I'm watching it, I literally was like, would, like I popped hard. And I was like, I, I fucking hope Pete is just, you know, 
just geeking out right now. So, all right. Uh, we'll hopefully chat with you boys later. Peace. Yeah, um, I'm really anxious to see what Pete thought of this episode, too. Um, but we're going to talk about that in a TV Roundup. Um, yes, sir. But I do I do remember what you said, Bungie, about uh, that particular CGI. I do want to talk about that, too. Hmm. You guys saw this, too, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get caught up. All right, uh, 609 number. Hello, BingeCast. It is Warren from Jersey. Uh, so I wanted to catch up on a couple more reviews that I actually forgot to call in last week. So for starters, uh, my wife picked the Kevin Hart true story, the one with uh, Wesley Snipes. I guess it's based on his kind of uh, Kevin Hart's sort of career, I guess. Basically, he's gets super famous, ends up being in a billion-dollar Marvel-ish, you know, Marvel movie, uh, and then he's forced to do some crazy-ass shit because his dumbass brother, you know, gets him involved in some plots that have to do with maybe some dead bodies or whatever. Um, look, I didn't mind it, and then I found out that it wasn't supposed to be a comedy, uh, and it was supposed to be a serious, like, drama. It dropped, like, four points for me. Uh, some people are praising, uh, what's his name? They're, they're, Wesley Snipes was good, uh, but Kevin Hart was a joke. Um, this, like I said, I was laughing at the serious scenes. I thought it was a comedy. And, uh, no, it's not great. I will say the one shining star in this, though, is he has, like, a, a fan that's obsessive, like a stan. And it's the guy that played Shades in the Luke Cage TV show. I, his name escapes me right now, but he was fucking great. And he's really good in everything he's in. And he was really fucking good and has some, like, legit moments of, like, I, I the only time I emoted in that show was when he was on screen once or twice. Uh, otherwise, garbage. Don't watch it. Uh, I also watched Ozark. And Ozark, Law kind of called it out a couple weeks back. But now is the time to talk about it. Pete's not on the show. So, uh, overall, really good. Uh, I, I'm glad that it's ending, you know, next the next half of the season. It, it, I think it's played its course out. But there is some compelling things going on. I won't spoil anything, but there are a couple characters that, thank fucking God, they are not around anymore. I'm so tired of something. I just I kept asking myself, season after season, how the fuck are they still involved here? And they're not now, which is fantastic. So now what I'll flip this into a question, just because there's a few of you on today, is five seasons. If you guys are making a show, what is the perfect length of a TV show for you? And I'll call back. I got some more reviews. All right. Baba Adik. Um, I think the perfect length for a show is three seasons, and like in all honesty, right? Because you want to break down an overall storyline just like you would in any story, a beginning, a middle, and an end. <clears throat> well, what do you think? I mean, the, the first number that's coming to mind for me is five because okay. I'm, I'm just thinking of my favorite shows ever, and two of the three are five seasons: Breaking Bad and The Wire. You know, right? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's between three and five, I think. I, I yeah, think you're I think you're, you're probably right in saying three is like perfect, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's a different story if the actual showrunners have a vision for how the show is going to wrap up and instead of like, oh, it's popular now, let's just keep fucking pumping them out. But yeah, I think like three to five is kind of the, the magic number there for sure. And like the eight, eight to ten episode season as well. Don't, don't give me 12 episodes. Yeah. That's too, too many. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Battlestar was four, I think. Um, mm -hmm. 
But yeah, I don't know. Three to five. Three to five. You got to be right in there. Like, there's certain shows that are announced and I get excited about them. <clears throat> Let's say, per se, um, or um, the Alien show that's coming out from uh, Fargo guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited about that, right? But if they were to come out and say, there's going to be three seasons and we're done, I know they know exactly what they want to do and they're going to do it and they're going to get the fuck out. That would excite me even more. Yeah. But <laughs> the extra news that are, is coming out about this is not exciting. So <laughs> they've gone the opposite way in my heart. Um, saying it's based on Earth and it's like, uh, like current day, if not just in the near future, it doesn't even fit into the fucking timeline for any of the alien movies. I don't know. Anyways, I'm just saying... I can get excited about a show, but for them to come out and, and know, and I'm not saying it has to be three seasons. You're right. You guys are right. Like five's not bad, but if he was to say, this is going to be four seasons, we've already got it, our exact fucking, you know, plot planned out and we're doing it. That gets me excited. Yeah. Yeah. If they know, like I said, if they, if they know where they're going with it, then fuck yeah. But I mean, obviously that's the issue. Like you don't know if something's going to be popular and then it fucking bombs and then, or it's huge. And then they're just like, Hey, let's extend this and just keep going and milk it. Like walking dead did with their five spinoff shows. And you know, it just keeps going. And... Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a couple examples of, sh- of narrative shows having good seasons and then like leaving the door open to continue something afterwards. Like, like, Battlestar was one where they they admit like they didn't map out everything, but they had a general sense of the direction they were like where they were going to end it. You know, it was just a matter of like figuring out what pieces were going to go in what seasons or like what made sense as they went. I think the leftovers operated like that as well, where mm-hmm. they had good uh, you know good idea and then another good idea and then they decided to end it at a certain point. But like I don't know, most of the time. Unless it's something like a curb or it's always sunny or something. If yeah. it's a narrative show, you got to have a fucking ending to your story. You know, if you don't, then it just kind of peters out at some point. But... Yeah, I think for sitcoms especially, like, five is... I mean, granted, curb and sunny and stuff are different. Like, they're not your your typical sitcoms. But at a certain point, you're just rehashing storylines over and over. And it's just like, okay, we got it. But, you know. yeah. yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's weird how those guys can kind of bend time into their favor. Like, South Park does it, too. Obviously, yeah. the Simpsons do it. I don't watch the Simpsons anymore, but if you can have fucking 30 seasons of television and never have the characters grow a fucking day older, like, right. that's so special you got there. It's crazy. Uh, all right. All right. Thank you, Warren. Oh, 775. There you go. What up, bitch cat? It's your boy, Eric King. <laughs> hey, I am about 16 years removed from uh, Jackass. Whoa. The last anything I ever saw of Jackass was Jackass 2. Um, I saw their first movie. You know, I watched their TV show on MTV, and mm-hmm. then uh, I saw the first movie at the theater, Second movie, you know, when it came out on DVD, I watched it. I got a laugh out of it. But, you know, it kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. 16 years. Wow. And then I heard there's a new movie coming out, and I was like, um, what the fuck? I'll, I'll uh, revisit. So I um, 
consulted with my uh, local AMG and saw there was a Jackass 2.5, mm-hmm. Jackass 3, Jackass 3.5. I watched all those motherfuckers in like two days. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> 10 minutes ago, I just came out of the theater from Jackass Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say... It, I'm not going to say it was uh, as good as the uh, the first few movies. Um, you know, something is missing a little bit. You know, you know. Of course, Ryan Dunn passed away. Bam Margera, you know, had his issues, and they cut him from the film. There are a lot of new cast members. Um, a little bit is missing, but the bits are still pretty fucking funny. Um, got a lot of laughs. Exactly what I needed from a theater experience right now. Uh, I'm gonna give this a uh, gonna give this a solid seven. Really, really had a good time. Had a good time out at the theater. A couple of brewskis. Uh, it was a good time. And if uh, anybody else has fallen off the old jackass wagon, uh, this will bring you back. What would do? Nice. Um, yeah, we also uh, jackass forever. We'll be talking about uh, both that and what did you watch? Um, it had been a while for me um, that I like seeing some jackass, but this last month has taken care of that because uh, just this past week MTV had the fucking marathon on of all the movies mm. um every commercial break they have the boys sitting around uh talking about old skits that they did um i had just happened to introduce introduce tj to it um about a month and a half ago we started watching some of the old clips um so yeah i got into it too big time in the last month leading into this um what about you guys like have you watched jackass since jackass 3 go for it jack um, I tap into it once, well, once every couple of years, I'll throw on one of the movies and they're just, they're so fucking funny. Like, I, I they just never not making me laugh. The show, the movies, whatever, you know, varying degrees. I mean, obviously like the, the 0.5 movies are like basically outtakes from the movie, the, 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 the movies proper, but even like Viva La Bam and, and a little bit of Wild Boys and the CKY videos, like. Mm-hmm. They just they just fucking make me laugh. I, I it's so fucking stupid and it's just just idiots being idiotic, but god damn it. I mean, this is like one of those franchises that I bond with with my dad over. Like we will throw these movies on at like a family party and laugh our balls <laughs> off, you know? It's just like this is what we fucking do. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't have to rewatch anything before I saw this new one, but uh, you know, it's it's all it's it's great. It's just like it's one of the great franchises in film. <laughs> it just is. They're fucking great. Yeah, I I spent my, one of my good buddies had actually never seen all the movies all the way through, so leading up to Forever, we had watched 1 2 2.5 3 3.5 in the last like two or three weeks here and plus a lot of the series too. So, yeah, I was uh Fully gorged is how it how it goes. Uh, going into this, so yeah, nice. I was ready. I was ready. Um, I saw Kafka too. Uh, put on social media just today or yesterday. He had never seen Jackass before. 
Yeah. Like he watched all of the shit going into this movie. So That's we have a um a wake and bake coming out next Saturday at uh you know with uh, TM and special guest Kupka. And Ooh. he revealed to us during that recording that he had never seen Jackass up until uh, a couple days before our our recording session to which I couldn't believe but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm anxious Sorry. to hear what he thought of the new movie. The log cut out right there. He, so Cupcake has never seen the TV show, movies, anything of Jackass? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that's very surprising. Okay, I thought that's what he said, but I was like, wait, did he actually just say that? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, you would think not, like... Yeah, that does not seem like... Cupka. <laughs> well, you would think the kind of guy that like sits around listening to ICP drinking Fago and having a rat tail would be like, yeah, jackass for me, man. Fucking <laughs> yeah, in, exactly. Uh, he's a, he's a right in their fucking core audience. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he's he's. Uh... I'm a Chris Evans fan from back in the day. <laughs> so oh, okay. that sums it up. That's it. Like... Yeah. <laughs> fucking fantastic. All right, uh, three more. Here we go. What up, binge cast? It's your boy, the paper boy James. <laughs> you know, watching this book of Boba Fett. This shit was fucking horrible for a little bit. But you know what's awesome right now? Little baby Grogu. That's right. Us little kids out there strong in the force. You know we saved the fucking day. Mando's a good daddy. <laughs> They're like my daddy, Logan's a good daddy. They're like I know Jim Law's good daddy. <laughs> you know why? Because we all love them titties. <laughs> yeah, them titties. Boy, they met him, guys. They're so fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. Forget some love for the little ones. Little baby Grogu. Little baby boy James. Only one more episode of this book of the Mandalorian set. Can't believe this shit's almost over. Thank fucking God. All right. Baby boy James missed y'all. Let me pack. Hope you have a good bench cast. Give my daddy some love. Give baby boy James some love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, much love to you, baby boy James. Much love to your dad, Logan. I just I didn't know Mando was a, a tit guy. Like I didn't know he liked the boobies so much. I thought it was, was Luke. He was all about the milk, right? The blue milk and <laughs> <laughs> Luke definitely loves titties. Alright, thank you. Baby boy James back. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, a couple more. Hello again, Binge oh Cast. It is Warren from Jersey. So calling to do some follow-up. So watched Peacemaker, and I got to say, I, I like their narrative storytelling. Uh, I, I One thing I do appreciate is the fact that they'll have a twist coming, and when they move on to the next episode, the twist happens, and it's not like the whole reason the show exists. Right, they just move on, and the characters learn and grow from whatever narrative thing needs to happen, and they keep finding ways to keep it appealing episode after episode while making you laugh, having some interesting stuff with the characters, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, Peacemaker is great, and the original songs, those cheesy ass songs that you can tell the two guys that do the music, like it's just that they write lyrics that like perfectly match whatever scene's going on, is got to be some of my favorite shit. It just cracks me up. Uh, Boba Fett. Now, I'm sure there should be some chat about this this week just because, even though Pete's not on. But, uh, look, I don't care. You know, uh, not worth it, right? Not worth it at all, in in, in my opinion. Uh, but those last two, pretty good. I could be down for that. 
from a movie standpoint, finally watched the new Scream, uh, super late to the party, just old and busted. And uh, I got to say, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought I actually was pleasantly surprised how they handled the old characters with the new characters. And I think, if I'm not, if I read correctly, they're signed on to make another one. I don't know if I need that. You know, not not 100% sure if that's the case. Uh, but otherwise, that being said, there's some some good shit out there. And like I said, Boba Fett was good. I thought the last two episodes were great, and that, that last scene was really, really good. So I'll, I'll give it that, that final scene to basically be 2.5 of Boba Fett or whatever. Uh, I could be down for that, right? So I, I appreciated how they did that for the Mando slash other characters that show up. I don't want to spoil anything, just in case. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, Baba Dick, I guess. I don't know what else to really do. Uh, I'd love to talk video games. We do have a Wake and Bake Boy and movie homework and binge views with Step Chad. So I don't know. Y'all excited for Elden Ring? It's coming out in a couple weeks. How about Horizon Zero Dawn? You got Sifu mm. coming out. Mm. You got some fucking shit ton of indie games rolling out soon. March is going to be fucking killer. What are you guys expecting for video games? Come on, chat it up. I want to hear some game chat. All right, now a true. Baba Dick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about uh, Boba and all that shit coming up. Um, Peacemaker. I don't know if I can actually say I watch it because it's kind of background for me. TJ watches it and I'm just around and I see all the shit and he explains to me like if I walked out of the room or something. But I don't know if I can actually say I'm watching the show. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. But uh, I like whatever I do. I, I like I like it. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic. Uh, yeah. Is Pete, is Pete rubbing off on you? Is that why he's like I hate this show? I'm not watching it. So you're like I don't have any reason to care about it. No, it all happened. It it all stemmed from that first time I went to watch it and I fell asleep. Um, okay. And ever since then, I've only watched it when TJ was around. You know what I mean? Like I'm watching it. I'm only caught up with it because of TJ. It's just that it's not a priority for me. Okay. I'm hoping for it to be one time. Um, so games, um, Jack, like I'm, I can't talk about it. Look, I just finished Halo Infinite. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Or I actually just finished that uh, myself. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm, uh, yeah, but I'm back to work now. So that's, it's all yeah. mute for me, right? Like, I don't know what's coming out. I don't know what I'm going to like. Um, so what are you excited about, Jack? Yeah. I mean, Warren mentioned the two, uh, her, the new horizon, uh, I don't know if I think it's called Horizon Forbidden West, the new one, and mm-hmm. um, Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, I, Elden Ring is made by the guys who make Dark Souls. That's right in my fucking wheelhouse. Uh, I can't in, wait for that. Is that the, and, the yeah. George R. R. Martin as well? Yeah, George R. R. Yeah. Martin uh, apparently helped write the story for this game. So, okay. I know instead of you know finishing the fucking books he's been writing for twenty years. <laughs> um, okay. So that, yeah, that's very exciting. And then I actually won't be playing the new Horizon game because I'm still trying to hunt down a PS5. I haven't been able to get one yet. So um, so once I do, I will be playing that. And Warren, uh, the one I'm looking forward to most this year is uh, the new God of War. I have to have a PlayStation by the time the new God of War comes out. If I don't, I will fucking murder somebody. So, um, oh, yeah, isn't is it with Dying Light too? Isn't that today or Friday? This yeah, yesterday. I think that came out this week. But that that's one of those games that, well, yeah, I just have never been able to get into it. I've tried it a couple of times, and uh, law. It's like um, it's a first person survival horror game with zombies, but it's mm-hmm. also like parkour in I think 
like 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 an African favela, kind of like City of God. Um, I don't know what the second one's like, but it's it's a, got a little bit of the open world thing. So I don't know if it would be in your wheelhouse or not, but it it does feel a little bit like Halo Infinite, if that makes sense. So okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was playing uh, State of Decay there for a while too. So okay, yeah, that sounds exactly like it, right? Yeah, Dying Light's first person, where State of Decay's third person. Right, right. So yeah, a little, a little different, but yeah, same basic thing. So, Warren, uh, Warren brought that up as well. The uh, yeah, Scream uh, Six got greenlit this week. Oh yeah, fuck, God damn it! What uh, um, yeah, how are your thoughts on that? No, nope, didn't want it. Don't care. Um, I feel like it's a big mistake, and uh, everyone's gonna get sick of it again. I'll take it ten years from now, sure. You know when I'm feeling uh, nostalgic about it, but I, that was enough for now. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, obviously, like the Scream Four made like thirty-eight million domestically, and this one made that by like its sixth day or something. It's like sixty-four million, so they're like, hell yeah, sequel. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't need any more of this. Where, yeah, where are you gonna go from here? I don't, I don't know. I didn't really like the motive of the last one that much. I liked that movie, but yeah, hey, I don't know where you're going from here at this point. So yeah, probably right. Great. Not great. And that's where they're, they're always going to fail, right? The motive, the the killers. They're never going to match that first movie. I know they tried their hardest in this one. <laughs> it's like it's almost yeah. recreating the exact same fucking <laughs> scene. But, um, oh my God. Yeah, what is this one going to be like? Uh, this movie went to VOD instead of the theaters. Or I don't like how. To, I don't even know. Like, yeah. I have no idea. They're mad that how, they did something. <laughs> we're going to find out how meta they can get. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this one's always super meta, so. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. All right. Last, last voicemail. Hey, guys. I know what? it's been a while. You miss me? I just stumbled upon a show on Netflix called Murderville. Check this out. It is absolutely hilarious. I'm only 15 minutes in, and it is so beyond funny. So, I wanted to give you that show. Hope everybody's well. We're gonna get high. No, oh, that was... I felt uninspired, J.D. Like, that, that did not feel like the old fucking call-out there. Definitely a super you guys me there? Yeah, huh? super J.D. for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Could be because our team got knocked out of the playoffs a couple weeks ago. So I, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> In, like, catastrophic fashion. So that, that shit lingers. I get it. We gonna get high. Yeah, that's, that's not the dank, the dank vape cloud blown Jared we all know. Okay, not at all. Oh, God. Uh, that's right. Um, Super Bowl. I got you on Super Bowl Eve, Jack. That's fucking sure. a treat for me. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, Brady retiring? Like, what's going on with you in football right now? I haven't talked to you about it in ages. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, you know, if anybody wants to hear uh, in-depth thoughts, uh, I happen to be on this week's uh, sportscast as well, so we talk oh. about this a little bit. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, he's he's done. I can go back to, you know, being a Brady fan the way I was before he decided to leave my team, and uh, mm-hmm. all's right with the world. Yeah, good for him. Congratulations, you know. So. Hold on, hold on. I feel like there's anger there. Chad, are you picking up on this? I think it's because he didn't mention the Patriots in his Instagram post. That's my next question. Is it because <laughs> um, in his statement, his retirement statement, that he didn't bring up Patriot fans and or the organization whatsoever? No, I 
again. <laughs> we, 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 talk, we talked about this for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listen but, to it well. I'm just, I'm just going yeah, to Jack. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I, um, I don't, I, I, personally, I don't have any problem with it because he said his piece when he left the team. Right. And, you know, he's going to retire as a Patriot. Like, all those things are going to happen. He said after the game they played earlier this season that, you know, he'll be around, he'll be part of the organization, whatever that means, whatever. I just think that he was saying, like, look, the team I'm on right now, let me say my goodbyes to them. Right. And it happens to be my full retirement, so I'm going to throw in the Michigan stuff. And I just think that there's probably going to be something different for when, you know, he decides to, when the crafts decide to have him back for, like, a congratulations ceremony or something. You know, whatever that may be. So, I, I didn't I didn't get up in arms the way that... Uh, the rest of the 48 hour sports news cycle did so okay all right all right um are you guys pulling for anybody in the super bowl next week chad yeah, who, who you got i mean the rams all day von miller's on the rams and uh, i'm a broncos fan so i'm rooting for him to get a second but I, i'm i'm fine either way this is like the first super bowl in a few years that i'm like ever since 2016 honestly that i'm like oh i can just watch it and enjoy it uh because yeah. the chiefs aren't in because fuck them but yeah yeah Bengals rams like two i mean Bengals have been a laughing stock for so many years the rams haven't been there in a minute well they were in the patriots beat them in like the most boring super bowl ever a few years ago but mm. yeah i don't have a dog in the fight so i'm just ready to watch the game so mm. what about you Jim? yeah i'm kind of in the same boat um i think i'm pulling a little more for the Bengals just because i kind of i i I'm interested to see like what style wins out. You know, they're doing like your traditional rebuild while the Rams are just selling all their future assets to make a super <laughs> yeah. team. Um, I, I'm kind of, I just kind of want a good game. But if, I guess if I flip a coin, I'm probably calling it for the Bengals. So, nice. Bengals, I guess. Nice. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm, I'm hard for the Bengals. Um, anytime. Uh, a new, like, fucking popular quarterback can throw shade at Ohio State. I fucking, I will be down with him. There you go. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Stafford and all that, you know, that I don't care if he gets a Super Bowl ever. I really don't. I don't give a fuck. Um, but I just want to see a team win that I haven't seen win. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I'm all about when it comes down to this shit. Um, if the, if, <laughs> it's basically like if I don't have a team to hate in it, and I don't have a team to love in it, and I never will. Um, I just, I, I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm just there for the fun. The commercials and the fucking betting and uh, the good times. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, Chad D. Chad C, sorry. Oh, how dare <laughs> Oh, boy. How dare you? <laughs> um, it's your boy. A long, long time ago. I think, um, I don't even remember. When did we do this? When was the auction? Do you remember? Yes, we did it uh, the weekend before A Quiet Place Part 2, so Memorial Day weekend of uh, last year, May, May of 2021. Holy shit, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, a whole nine months ago. Me, oh, Pete, and Rano, yeah, we had an auction. We all had a certain amount of money. Do you remember how much that was? Yeah, it was a $500 or a $100. I think it was $100. I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah, it was maybe 1000 I don't fucking remember. It was was nine months ago. It was so long ago. The answer is no. Thank you. Um, We had a set amount of money, and we got to – Chad auctioned off every single release of the year, and we were allowed to buy that. And uh, what happens is is we added up all their box office, 
and whoever had the biggest box office amount at the end of the calendar year. Uh, well, if, if a movie came out last year, the end of their run, right? But no movies yep. that came out in 2022. That's correct. Uh, right. Yep. Yeah. I, it, it was in theaters by December 31st of last year and it counts. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you have the finals. You say the final tally, right? I do. I do. I do. I do. I you, I tried to call in every couple months, and you know, I didn't. I wasn't great at it. Last fall, I got a little. You know, I was moving, and shit got a little weird. But you know, we're here. We're here now. I know fucking a lot of the time. Excuses, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Just uh, saying, I got I got fucking seven movies and shows done a week and get the podcast out, pal. I got married. I got, I bought a fucking house. Okay, and I had a hey. massive server upgrade. Okay, so fucking, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I had a couple of those things with a few other thrown in, so okay, relax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking with you, come on. Okay, so, yes, so Pete was in the lead pretty much from the time, yeah, we did it right before A Quiet Place, and he had A Quiet Place in F9, so Pete jumped out to a huge lead in the summer and kind of held that for a little while. Uh, and your first movie was Black Widow in July, and that's kind of when you uh, you showed up here. And then you yep. had a lot of fall releases, and you had all the fucking superhero movies. So, yeah, I... Final tally here. Uh, third place mm-hmm. in the auction went to Mr. Alex Ansira <laughs> at a $404.9 million domestic gross. Ooh. His uh, I- I've actually broken down every movie with like kind of where they ranked even and kind of where everyone went wrong if you want to go in there, but we don't have to. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, Alex, $404.9 million and 224.5 of that is one movie, and that's Shang-Chi for him. So... Right. He went wrong by uh, he. Space Jam is his second highest grocer, which is a problem because that was like the number eighteen grocer of the whole year last year. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's not gonna do it. So seventy point five for that. He had Snake Eyes in the Forever Purge, and his second to lowest grocer on this was The Matrix Resurrection with only thirty seven point two. Which who would have fucking thunk it, right? The Matrix, the new Matrix is the number thirty nine domestic movie of twenty twenty one, which is kind of crazy to think about because it just bombed so hard. So yeah, Alex in, uh, in third place there. He didn't didn't have some great selections. If he would have went maybe two more superhero movies instead of Forever Purge and Snake Eyes, you know, he might have had a fight, uh, a dog in this fight. But no, it didn't really. Um, Hold on, off the, top of your head, off the top no, of your head, were there any like movies that you like know off the top of your head that if he would have substituted for that didn't get selected by Peter I that would have put him in the mix like sleeper hits that made a lot of money absolutely absolutely i wrote those down i wrote where people weren't wrong here so Mm -hmm. you guys selected the one through eight grocers uh domestically so between the three of your teams you had those so the number nine grocer was ghostbusters afterlife nobody had that uh number 10 free guy nobody had that which anybody would have thought to have that uh number 12 was godzilla vs kong no one had that and then 13 was Dune and 15 Encanto. So other than that, you guys covered the top 15 grocers. Alex is the only one that had three in the top 30. <laughs> so he had like the number 30, number 37, and number 39. <laughs> so, yeah, wasn't wasn't recipe for success. But hey, maybe he's going to learn and he's going to grow. And then 2022, if we do it, he'll, uh, he'll maybe challenge. Um, <laughs> so right. number two on the list was fucking Pete MC. Oh, uh, that leads you to believe or to know who won here. Uh, so Pete came in with a total box off of 597.7. He mm-hmm. had three movies that grossed over 100 million with A Quiet Place Part Two, F9, and Jungle Cruise. That was number eight, five, and 11 domestic grossers. 
Uh, then he had Suicide Squad in Halloween Kills that rounded out his list. He ended up having to switch out, uh, what was it, Hotel Transylvania for Halloween yeah. Kills late in yeah. the year. So, yeah, uh, pretty valiant effort from Pete. But here's the thing. He went up against you, Law, and you kind of just bent these boys over and showed them the 50 states. Uh, mm. to, was that a what's the, what's the what's that shitty fucking comedy reference? I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's fucking uh, horrible bosses. There you go. I think. Oh. Okay, so Law, you had the number one, the number four, the number six, no one, three, four, six, and seven top domestic grocers on your team. Um, you could have won with just one of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that movie is uh, none other than about to be the number three highest grossing domestic movie of all time, Spider-Man No Way Home, that clocks in at $741.4 million and counting. So it's still rolling on. It's probably going to be number two or three this weekend at the box office. Uh, your other movies were Venom Let There Be Carnage, which is number three. That crossed $200 million. You had Black Widow. 183, No Time to Die at number 7, 160, and then Eternals at number 6, 164. So all of your movies grossed over $160 million. You fucking destroyed the other two. Like, you had one, your final t- t- tally comes to $1.46 billion. So <laughs> Holy shit. You almost uh, tripled Pete. Uh, um, so, yeah, you fucking destroyed them. So, yeah, brag. Holy <laughs> fuck. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You 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 kind of uh, kind of dominated the the auction there, Law. Didn't even make it fun for them. <laughs> well, played a lot of side-scrolling platformers. You'd understand yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, I I play a lot of those. I knew what was coming. Well, there you go. Um, or you were smart enough to say, "Hey, superhero movies. I'm picking all of those," and then you did, and of course, it fucking won out. So, <laughs> well, but what it comes down to is they I don't think they even understood the hype even back then that was building for for no way home right yeah like, true true nope. all the rumors that were happening and all that um I just I could feel it in my bones like this mm-hmm. is the next fucking end game like this is their next level right um I don't think they they cared or even you know they didn't excite them like it did me right um so they did, they just didn't fucking because that's all I worried about, and that was that was a late release, right? So I had to make sure I had enough money. So it was only that was the trickiest part about this auction was just making sure I had enough money to win that movie. Yeah, came out at the uh, end of the year, December seventeenth. So yeah, crazy. So I think this year would be an interesting one too because there are some big movies coming out, and yeah. um, yeah. there's no. Sp- no way home coming up like you know what i mean like i don't see where that is no no i mean who knows you know avatar 2 is coming in december possibly uh no yeah I, there's a lot of uh a lot of big titles on the slate but it's like uh nothing that has the the momentum behind it that no way home does uh, I, or th- did. I i'm the only one that i'm maybe it's just because it's so close but like I don't know. It feels like the Batman is building a ton of momentum. Ooh. Like, oh, definitely. Uh-huh. Similar, similar momentum to Spider-Man, and like, I don't know. Just all the fucking early buzz has been positive, and the marketing campaign has been kind of methodical and slow. And they, they put out like the overture for the movie. They put out the Riddler's theme on YouTube. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I just I think that they they know they have like a massive success on their hands and i think they're really like pushing it the right way you know yeah it's definitely building to that for sure i mean 
as we're getting closer to it, that's the next big release that theatrical is gearing up for, of course, March 4th. So, oh, yeah, March 4th. And, and, and it's 45 day window. So it's in theaters exclusively, too. It's not doing the HBO Max thing. So, but yeah, I feel you, Jack. The only problem with that, that it's it's fucking two hours and 56 minutes. So it's going to limit a lot of show times. So, sure. but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same. I, I feel you. I, yeah. The hype is hype is massive behind the Batman. Can't well, wait. If we want to do this, fuck, we got to do it this month, right? If Soon, wanna... yeah, a couple of weeks. I'm gonna be, oh, I'm gonna be in Chicago at the end of the month. We could possibly do it then. We'll see. All right, All right. that could be it, right there. Not a lot that week either. It's like the Foo Fighters movie and fucking musical with Tyrion Lannister. So yeah, we, oh, we can boy. do that weekend. And... Pencil you in to Mer- Are you gonna be at <laughs> Alex's house? Like I am somewhere? going to be at Alex's house. All right, right. At the end of the month. Pencil you into Alex. (laughs) Perfect. That'll be a, hopefully we can get that. That'll be a full binge at the end of the month, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, All right. Well, thanks. Um, Pete, Alex, it was fun playing with you. Um, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to get your award the next time I see you law. It's been fucking two and a half years almost at this point. So next time I see you, I'll make sure to get something made for you. Dildo or whatever the fuck it is. No. Okay. Oh, it's happening. (laughs) You made me the, I have I have a plaque on the wall that you made for me. I'm making you something, okay? I, if it's a okay. golden dick spray painted, it might I be that. I don't want one of your dildos spray painted. <laughs> like, I don't want that. All right. It'll be you. Uh, Actually, Chad, you know what I saw online recently in the, uh, in the old fucking social media advertising? It's this product, right? All these Valentine's Day ads are out. And this thing is like, mm-hmm. you know, as a couple, each of you takes, you hold hands and then you dip your hands into this like mold and then okay. pull your hand or, or you, you, you pull the mold out after it dries for like five or 10 minutes, crack whatever off. And then you have like a mold of your hands together as this statue. Dude, I bet you you could buy that and sh- just shove your fucking dick in it and send it over to that. <laughs> I thought you were going with like the butthole chocolates, but that sounds even better. So fuck I, either yeah. or, you know, but I think, I think law would really appreciate that. So, all right. Yeah. I think, I think that works. Get the one from a stepson. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, you can, you can order, uh, send somebody a bag of dicks. Like yep. edible bag of dicks. I'll take yep. that. At least I can okay. eat them. Tip across the border. That's the problem. All right, let's go. We can do this. <laughs> What's in the bag? Customs. What's in the bag? Oh, it's a bag of dicks. Yeah, oh, no. okay. That's fine. Put it through. <laughs> Put it through. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to do a TV fucking roundup. Can we do a pee break? Oh, sure. You want a pee break? I'll pee while you're playing the sounder. It's fine. Nah, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, let's do a pee break. I need a beer. Let's do a pee break. Okay. Do we have a pee break? Oh. You want a pee break? I need, I need to pee at least. You guys. Oh, for fuck's sake. I have a suggestion. Can we do a quick pee break? Yes! Have you got the pee break or do I got the pee break? I can do it. You got it or I got it. Here we go. Now, the piss in all the bottles rises high. But nothing high. Sound it makes when it hits your thigh. It'll dry in just no time. Pissing on your thigh. Pissing now. A lot of piss came out of my penis. Bitch cast all night. Drinking my life. We are pissing now. I mean, wow. Bitch cast. 
wants to chime in here? We'll round up TV and review some flicks tonight. I love thick, right? Probably. Did Fudges have a boob surprise? Yes, the balls tonight. I'm Sam. Before I start drilling, how big is he gonna be? Ooh, did I get that first? Nice. You just beat me. God damn it. No, I didn't just beat you. I've been here for about five minutes. <laughs> I will forever suck the almighty cock. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. Uh, no, it really uh, doesn't. Uh, all right. Everyone back? Chats back. Back. All right. Let's do a TV roundup. All right. There's TV tonight. Time for TV Roundup. We got some shows for you to see. Yeah. You see, answer. True Detective is the shit you need. Fucking TV Roundup. Let's talk survival. Say hi to your mother. Now let's go talk about some TV. All right. Um, so you guys have uh, shared your lists with me. So I'm going to start with shit that I haven't seen that I'm interested about. Okay. How's that? All right. All right. Do it. Let's do it. Um, I want to hear about the righteous gemstones. Oh, okay. Jack, are you watching this? Not yet. No, it's on my list. I, I have not started this yet. No, yet. Law, well, you're not watching this either? I've never watched this. No. What the fuck? I'm so mad. Um, I'm. I've heard great things from everyone. I just haven't. Dude, started it, it is. I don't, Peacemaker might be my favorite show on TV right now, but this is right there with it. Like this is one A one B. All right. Th- this is Jody Hill in McBride who did fucking uh, Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals. Same crew here with John Goodman and Adam Devine and Edie Patterson and Walton Goggins added. Well, he was in Vice Principals, but do you know the general premise of what this is, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Falls a televangelist, a rich televangelist family. Um, first season was eight episodes last year. Fucking hilarious. Second season picks right up where that ends, and it just like expands on it it goes kind of back into their history a little bit i love the comedic timing of mcbride like mcbride's one of my favorite comedians i love adam divine workaholics is one of my favorite shows and then Edie patterson who's judy the sister the, the three siblings right here 
just their chemistry and everything is fucking phenomenal. Like the second season's kind of delving more into John Goodman's past as like the he's the main pastor of this and like he, he's got a dark past and there's some criminal underlings and shit going on here. I don't know, man. Growing up in a religious uh, household and just being around like this type of shit, <laughs> it just really hits home. I don't know. There's like the youth pastor shit. They're making fun of that. Uh, Adam Devine's playing like douchey youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, we wearing cufflinks and a faux hawk and shit, and this is just shit that I lived. <laughs> so it's it, it's uh, wow. I don't know. I, I really, really, really dug. Uh, I, I really dig this show. It's fucking super funny. Every week, it's like the first the Sunday night it goes up, and I'm fucking playing it usually that at that time. Um, love the Righteous Gemstones. Eight episode first season. I think the second season is nine episodes, half hour episodes, and uh, yeah, it's like it's like comedy, fucking a little bit of violence in there with it. Um, yeah, it's great. Fucking watch the Righteous Gemstones. I'm really nice. surprised this is hadn't gotten more uh, buzz on in the binge verse because yeah, it's, well, it's great. Chad, I mean, I'm sure you, you noticed this, but Jody Hill directed at least one of the Peacemaker episodes. I noticed. Um, oh, did he? Like no, four I actually, or five. Yeah. That. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I mean, good, uh, good, good shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is on my list. It's just like I said, the the movie challenge kind of made me slow down a little bit. So mm, Meg and I decided to uh, to start Ozark instead. So we got through a season of Ozark, but I think that'll be the next one we we hit. So. Yeah, really quick, easy watch. I can't see either of you not really enjoying this. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, right up everybody's alley. What else, Law? Um, what is this? Somebody somewhere. Okay, so this is a, another HBO show. Um, I think this is airing after Righteous Gemstones right now. It is uh, Bridget Everett's uh, show. She she famously has opened for Amy Schumer. Um, pretty big stand-up comic. Uh, she, he is from Manhattan, Kansas, and that's where the show is set, uh, which is about 30, or actually it's about an hour and a half for me. Um, Kansas, Missouri border, it's right there. But uh, this is, set, yeah, small town Manhattan, Kansas. It's like her, she's a mid-40s woman, goes back to help her uh, dying sister, and she passes away, and then she's dealing with a midlife crisis in this town and trying to, like, rediscover herself. This is produced by the Duplass Brothers. Um oh. Yeah, very much in the Joe Swanberg, Duplass Brothers, Mumblecore vein kind of show. Uh, it's tw- like each episode's like twenty-two to like twenty-eight minutes. It, uh, it do, if you do, you either of you remember the show Togetherness a few years ago on HBO? Um, a little With bit. Mark Duplass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Amanda Peet, Mark Duplass, very similar to that. It's a, it's a very sl- kind of slice of life uh, dramedy. Um, a lot dealing with her family. It's pretty funny though. In She's drinking Boulevard beer a lot in this show, which is kind of right up my alley. You know, it's fucking it's, gets my heart there. Um, yeah, she's, she, she's it's like this. She's very much dealing with her, her sister, who was like her buffer to these like people in this town that are very old school and her family that she's never gotten along with. And really her just finding like a group of friends that she met in high school. And then they like go to this church and they are like getting fucking wasted and having a like after hours like singing competition type thing like it's just her finding a group of friends and and having i don't know rediscovering herself essentially which it, it's a it's a fine show like a, uh, it's very much in that vein like i said of togetherness a uh, quick 20 minute slice of life show i i'm having a good time with this it's only 3 episodes it just got picked up for a second season as well um i think it's 8 episode first season I don't know. I, I I like it. It's a, it's it's it's, it's a good show. I like Bridget Everett. She's pretty funny. So yeah. All right. Oh, pulling a cup. Go. I, I, this, I, 
that's the only one I've never even heard of on your list. So I'll look into it. Yeah. Um, all right. I have heard of this one, but I have not checked it out. But it is something that is tempting me. Reacher. Did you watch this show? No, not uh, not on my radar. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I uh, I'm gonna call my dad up after the we finish this podcast. It might be like <laughs> one a.m. and I'm gonna be like, Dad, watch this fucking show. You're gonna love it. And he'll be like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, this is a total dad show, man. Uh, I I don't. I've never read the the series of books these are based on. I've actually never seen the Jack Reacher movies that Tom Cruise is in. I know people have always had problems with him being this like five foot seven dude who's not fucking Jack Reacher. Uh, right. Alan Richson is playing the Jack Reacher character here. He's uh, I can't tell you how many times they mention six four, six five, six five. Like they just say that <laughs> over and over. This wait, wait, is this like, the Jim Law show? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that the whole time. I've only watched one. Now, granted, it's eight episodes. I've only watched one episode of it. Um, but yeah, they're like six five, bro, six five, and like the camera angles are shooting him. Where he looks like this fucking giant, and granted, he's put on a lot of muscle to begin. Yeah. He's, he's a big dude, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is a total dad show, man. Like the first episode, he's in prison, fucking people up. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about this character, but from what I've read online, the this feels very in line with what the Lee Child book series is like, and yeah. the fans are apparently loving it. Um, yeah, I, I had a good time with this first episode. I I will continue watching it. Um, he's. I don't think Alan Richardson's a great actor per se. I think maybe like uh, who's that dude from Vikings and uh, the is it National Champions you watched Alexander Skarsgård? I feel like that dude. Uh, he he's like a perfect role for this. But um, overall, this is a fine uh, a fine like action series. It doesn't go gonna, quite. Are you gonna yeah. continue it? I think so. Yeah, it's only seven more episodes, and I had a good enough time with the first the first right. one. Um. Yeah, I, I think so. The, well, the movies are why I had no interest in this whatsoever, because I just fucking hated that first Reacher movie. I thought it was, like, one of the worst things Tom Cruise has ever done. Um, I didn't watch the second movie that he did. Uh, I, like you, have never read the books, but also like you, I've seen that a lot of these uh, book fans really like the portrayal uh, as opposed to the movies in this TV show. So, um, yeah, total, my dad was really excited about it. I told you earlier, I fucking showed him how to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a couple <laughs> buttons and it's right there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, look at, I got a, I got a TV docket that's fucking just, it's very large right now. Dude, Weird time. Like, right, yeah, TV's nutty right now. Like, yeah. January happened, they're like, let's release every show. <laughs> I know. Like, like, okay. Like, I, I'm not a big, I, mean, I watch quite a bit of TV, but I sent a list and it's like four movies and like 10 TV shows. So it's like, okay. I know. It's wild right now. All right. I'm definitely going to hammer this out one time. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, it's a quick, easy watch. I think that the fact that it's eight episodes and they're only like 45 minutes a piece is fine. Like, you, you can plow through it and it's pretty mindless. Yeah. Okay. One, one night, one shift. Yep. All right. Um, Sadly, we're not going to talk about Celebrity Big Brother. Chad, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> brutal. It's one of the best shows on TV. It's fucking. Is it okay? Um, let's go to. Uh, well, let's get into Peacemaker because I kind of watch it, and I know both of you did watch it. So let's let that be the bridge. Okay, Jack, go for it. Start off and talking a lot. I like my um, Yeah, Peacemaker is. Uh, 
I mean, just very consistently my favorite show that, that I've been watching week to week. Um, I think this week is just as good as, as a lot of the episodes that came before them. Um, there's a sequence in this episode where Peacemaker and Vigilante are, are running away and Eagly is fucking owning a bunch oh, of cops. Geez. Like, fucking destroying absolutely fucking majestic symbol of freedom just eviscerating police officers it's fucking awesome um the music choices are great i mean you know i know some people don't like john cena i don't fucking he's perfect he's perfect in this role the guy was born to play this role um you know him sitting behind a piano and laying down a like emotional slow version of home sweet home by motley <laughs> crew yeah. is <laughs> fucking awesome um did you hear that the that big ballad is a uh, like james gunn's response to his pug dying too that like he took it really hard so like he wrote that into the show for this really like, yeah yeah so it's wow. like this big emotional ballad and it's like oh that's, that's pretty good um, <laughs> that's <gross>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just I I I love the show. I I it's appointment viewing. Um, I I love Vigilante. I, he's a character that Dude. I think in someone else's hands would be really shitty. But I think it's pretty clear that James Gunn just he he really wanted like a Deadpool type character, and he basically mm-hmm. made this Vigilante guy like a Deadpool, just minus the fourth wall breaking. Yep. Um, it I've never for me. seen. This yeah, this Freddie Stroma. I've never seen him in anything. He's fucking amazing, dude. I I really like this character, like this actor, like just yeah. this. Um, it's just uh, I don't know. It's 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 firing on all cylinders for me. Robert Patrick is great in this. Like what a what a solid fucking performance from him. You know, so far just an absolute piece of shit. Um, show still makes me laugh. I fucking love the intro. Every time the intro comes on, I I'm laughing like. Some people say it's cringe. I don't. It, it's hilarious. Like the, the people who can't dance doing synchronized dance moves while being dead eye in the camera is fucking hilarious. Like, and that I looked up that uh, that song. It's made by this. I think it's Norwegian metal glam metal group called Wigwam, and it's from like 2014. Like, there's a band that's making that music seriously in the mid 2010s. <laughs> finds that like who found that i don't know man. the opening of a tv show that's amazing i don't know but my favorite part about the intro is the very very end when eagerly comes on and he's like he's fucking cawing right like he's like and, it, and then it's almost like he doesn't know what to do so yeah. he just keeps doing it and he takes that awkward step forward like he doesn't i fucking love it every time it's fucking amazing i just love when they're all doing the synchronized like I don't know. They're swinging their arms, and they they swing their arms up twice. But the second time, they flip you off. <laughs> <laughs> so great, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that like Law, you're you're just kind of background watching this because like for me personally, like other than the Watchmen show from a few years ago, this is easily my favorite DC like TV anything they've ever done. Like I by far, I, like I just I totally love the done. Yeah, I totally get it. it but it, it's this, it hits this weird spot for me where I'm always kind of around whenever TJ watches it. So I don't feel I need to download it to go to work with. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've kind of watched it and I get what's going on and any holes that I need answers to TJ answers them for me. So but I can't honestly say I sit down and watch it every week. It's weird. It's just in this weird area for me where 
I can't on like honestly can't com comment on it, but I kind of know what's going on. Like I love the villains in this, and I love where they've went at the end of this episode, where how how many people are infected, and then the reveal of fucking his dad's costume and all that shit. Like I'm, I'm you know what I mean? Like I'm up to date with all this shit. It's just that I, I I'm not literally sitting down and watching this show, so it's a, it's a really gray area for me. I think Gunwin. This last episode is very Slither-esque, like very yeah. horror-esque. Like, yeah, they're all yeah. being possessed and like, yeah, getting taken mm-hmm. over. And I mean, I even like the fact like each episode, you know, it, it ends with a cliffhanger, but then like picks right up like there. And like this past week, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, the the butterflies. And then it kind of just branches like bridges right mm-hmm. into that of like, oh, this is what's going down. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm really, really enjoying this. Uh, all the characters, side characters, they're all fun. Uh, this whole little group. I've sent the merman emoji a few times this week. So some <laughs> friends, you know. <laughs> I, I'm having a really fun time with this show, man. I, I really, really anything anything that doesn't take the superhero genre serious for me and can like make a joke of it, I'm fucking here for it because I just don't take the shit that serious, you know. Just fucking, it's it's not that serious. It's fun. That's what this yeah. show's doing. So yeah, fuck yeah, Peacemaker's yeah. great. Loving it. All right. All right. I think that's all that I'm not watching. So let's get into something that I am, and I don't know if everyone is. Murderville. Did everyone watch this? No. I've seen two episodes. I've watched the Conan and the Marshawn Lynch. I've not watched them all. All right. So um, do you know the concept of this show, Jack? Have you heard about it at all? I heard. I know it's got... uh... Joe Bluth, and it's got like a like like a like an improv aspect to it. But other than that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so he's a cop. Um, he's, he's this shitty life, you know. He's uh, divorcing his uh, fucking captain, uh, and the and he's upset because his partner died fucking years ago. Um, every single week, he gets a new partner, and he's sorry. Every single episode, I shouldn't say week. This came out on Netflix, um, and he's really upset about it, but. Here's the thing about the show is every week it is a celebrity who becomes his new partner. And this said celebrity is not given a script. They are literally to take their cues from everyone else in the show, kind of follow along. And it is up to them at the end of every episode, it is up to the celebrity to figure out who the murderer is. Um, you get three suspects per episode and obviously a murder to solve. And they have to just play along uh, with literally they are not <laughs> written in to the script whatsoever uh, for anything like for them for to have any dialogue. They just have to f- play along and figure it out on their own. At the end of the episode, they pick who they think is the murderer. The fucking captain shows up, tells them if they're right or wrong, and then everybody just fucking celebrates or the celebrity gets fired. That's it. That's the basis right. of the show. Um, Chad, you said you watched two. Is that because you were kind of like tapping out or you just didn't have time? No, I just didn't have time. I fucking, I love Will Arnett and uh, yeah, oh, nice. I, yeah, I had a really good time with the first two episodes. I just didn't get around to the other ones. I'm going to. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, if you love Will Arnett. Um, this is your shit. I mean, he is fucking phenomenal in this. Absolutely. He, it's all about him. I like, you can't watch this and not just see how hard he carries this show because he's literally carrying a character that has no written fucking parts (laughs) to a television show. And it's his partner for the entire thing. So 
all he's trying to do basically and what it comes down to is it, it really seems like he's trying to break them like he's trying to make them laugh <laughs> yep. and some people fucking lose it and some people are dead serious you you have uh like conan o'brien's really good episode like it's the first yeah. episode I'm, I'm glad they went with it for that because he's a hard guy to break and you can see that but he still breaks right yep. like, I love yeah. i love the snl skits when people break people like lauren michaels apparently hates it or whatever but it's fucking great like i love seeing people laugh at other fucking hilarious shit that i'm laughing at so um, Conan's the, really good. Marshall, the magician, yeah, the magicians, magician scene in that first episode, like Arnett's just losing it, and you can see Conan like looking over his shoulder. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that was brilliant. <laughs> um, the Marshawn Lynch episode, like you can, like this is a weird, this is a weird step because he's the only like non-actor in the series, right? Like he's just a famous sports guy, um, but he's okay. Like he he does okay. He doesn't so much break. I feel like because he just is just trying to play the game. And that's what it comes down to, Jack. Like, this is a game show for these celebrities. Mm. Like, they literally have to pick the right killer at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Got it. But he, like, he's just really into it. But when you move on farther in the series, Sharon Stone is an episode that is, she is so deadpan, it's really weird. Like, it oh, just seems like a weird episode. I saw her in, like, the coming episodes, and I'm like, how is that going to work? Because it's, like, Kamel coming up, and, like, Annie Murphy from fucking, uh, what's that fucking, Eugene Levy's show, god damn it. Oh, uh, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so many of those, and then her. So, she's not great. <laughs> but I don't like the Sharon Stone episode, but okay. I'm telling you right now, the Kamel episode <laughs> is so fucking phenomenal. <laughs> It makes the entire series for me. Oh, nice. Um, between that, well, the Ken Jong episode's okay. That's a finale, and it's a big, uh, like, they, they finally get to the the, the core of, of a big, on like, ongoing fucking storyline in the series. Ken Jong can't hold it together for fucking 13 seconds straight. Like, he is fucking laughing throughout the entire episode. <laughs> and it honestly becomes a little bit distracting. The Kamel episode is where this show should focus on for the future. Get people like him is basically what I'm saying. Like they need people that, um, you know, are are pretty pretty hardcore fucking uh, improv people. You know what I mean? And they can give as much as they take because Kamel is fucking hilarious. He's trying to be deadpan, and at the same time, Arnett cracks this guy up fucking so hard sometimes that he can't even fucking hold it together and that's at the base of it that's what this show is all about for me i fucking love that aspect of it it's fucking hilarious jack there's two scenes uh, well both of you i don't think you've got to either of these chatsy there's two scenes in the show where there's a dead body and both scenes the dead body starts laughing like that's <laughs> what kind of show it's fucking hilarious and you can't help but like we me and my kids fucking turned this on last night. We watched all six episodes in a row. And when Jess got home, we watched two more episodes uh, that we already watched. Like, that's how much fun we had with this show. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. It was fucking fun as hell, man. I love the concept of this show. I feel like now that they got uh, a range of actors and actresses on it, I feel like going forward, they're going to pick the right people. And this can only get so much better. Great concept. All right, I'm in. I'm going to check this out this week then. That sounds yeah, Harvey Yin awesome. from uh, What We Do in the Shadows is in this as well. Is like the uh, 
the the body expert. I can't think of the fuck with that. I'm sorry. Oh, like a coroner or something. Yeah, coroner. Yeah, yeah. He's the coroner in this. Like, I know he's in. I haven't got to him too much yet. He's like in the second episode a little bit, but yeah. And and it's not just Arnett, right? Like, everyone's trying to crack up the celebrity. Like, Mm -hmm. think about a comedy show. You're on the set of a comedy show. Every fucking actor or actresses actor or actress is trying to be funny in their scenes and you have no idea what they're going to say to you next so you literally have to play off every word that's coming to you so ken jeong cannot do this (laughs) he's literally laughing out loud in the weirdest moments of the tv show like he was uh he was a bad choice but kumail is fucking the perfect guy like a will ferrell um you know what i mean anybody from snl would be amazing on this show um, it, it's just, it's just fucking a great concept, man. I really like it. They just haven't nailed it a hundred percent yet. Yeah. The, the second episode is Rob Hubble is playing like triplets, right? From yeah. Children's Hospital. Yeah. See, I, I yeah. fucking love Rob Hubble. So yeah. Mm. And there, yeah, there's a lot of good shit in this show. <laughs> like each episode has its own little thing. So I'm, I'm excited to watch the rest of these. So absolutely. I love it. I love a little, I love, like a good concept uh, show. You know what I mean? Something different. And this is definitely that. This yeah, I never even heard of this before. It went up yesterday. So, it makes sense. yeah, either. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, let's talk about this. Uh, oh, you know what? I did not catch up with uh, Secrets of Playboy. Now, Jack, are you caught up with the third episode? I am. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Chad, you watch this. I've only watched the first episode, so you guys are okay on the ship here. So, uh, it, this I, I wish this wasn't on Annie. Um, yeah, and I'll I'll talk about that in a se- like more specifically why. But th- there's a lot of reasons for that. But one of them is it's clear that there's I don't know for me there's probably like four episodes worth of content and they're stretching it to nine or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode dives deep into. You know, here's what happened, and there was a cleanup crew that would help some of the women when they got into trouble. There are allegations against um, the guy who used to run Soul Train um, in this one, and it's all stuff that you probably can expect. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm I might finish this show out. I'm probably gonna give it one more episode, and if it's intriguing enough, I'll keep going. But I'm going to say that you probably don't need to watch this anymore because something else that I watched ended up dovetailing very nicely into this, telling me everything that I needed to know and then moving on to a far more interesting subject. Um, so I don't know if you, if, if, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm probably not going to recommend this show to anybody secrets of playboy. It's just through three episodes. It's not that compelling, but the one that I watched that was very compelling was we need to talk about Cosby, the Bill Cosby oh. documentary. Yes. Um, so this is a four-part series. I think it was an official entry at Sundance. Um, it's directed by W. Kamau Bell, and it's all about Bill Cosby, but from a lot of angles that you might not expect going into it. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, I didn't know this about Bill Cosby, but apparently in his early career... He was one of the first people who broke Hollywood's trend of stunt performers only being white guys. So essentially, like, there's this whole um, lineage of black performers having white doubles that were painted black as their stunt performers. And Bill Cosby on the show I Spy and a couple of the movies that he was working on early in his career 
was like one of the first people who had the cultural cachet to be able to say, no, I, you know, get black performers. There's no reason not to. And he kind of like broke the barrier of stunt work in movies, um, mm-hmm. which was a whole thing I had no idea about. Um, but this documentary talks about Cosby from every angle, like his his legacy, his crime, how to talk about somebody like this, how to deal with who this person is. Can you separate the art from the artist? All that stuff. Um, this was like, this was phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. Um, reminded me a little bit of the OJ documentary from a few years back, Made in America. Same kind of thing. Um, and they get a lot of talking heads in this. A bunch of the women that accused him of rape are in this as talking heads. Um, some of the members of the Cosby show, some of the lesser actors, they, they don't get like yeah. the, the main cast. But a lot of the people who showed up in bit parts, um, some of them tell their stories about how he was able to do what he did. And then one actress in particular, basically she was raped and then a week later was on the show. Um, yeah. And like the, the fucked up way that they kind of weaseled into her life in, in order for her to keep quiet. Um, fascinating. Fascinating documentary. But the first episode talks about how Cosby and Hefner were friends. And yeah. there are some Playboy bunnies in the Cosby documentary that explain what the Playboy Club was. They even talk about the the bunny dip, which was something that they, they talked about in the Secrets of Playboy documentary. So I felt like you can kind of infer everything you need to know about Hugh Hefner from the five minutes in the Cosby documentary <laughs> that they give you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, because you you get that snippet. I think it's in the uh, the opening for Secrets of Playboy, where Cosby shows up and he says something yeah. really creepy to one of the girls, and you're kind of like, "Oh, I wonder if that's going to be an episode, right?" Right. Um, and you get all that episode here, <laughs> like everything you want to yeah. know with his uh, interaction in the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, I watch right. this too. The um, I love how this is broken down because, it, you know. The first first episode, like you said, is is like the beginning of his career and all this kind of shit. I was never a Cosby stand up guy, but by the second episode, they're showing bits that I remember almost word for word. The dentist mm. thing, uh, the cake thing. Like I remember those bits. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember necessarily ever seeking out a Cosby stand up, but I know those bits. And that also that that second episode always break also breaks into Fat Albert, and obviously that I sure. know what that is. But then the third episode is when we go to the Cosby show. Right. And um, there's a there's a quote in this episode. They show the clip from the show when the whole entire Huxtable family does the dance yes. for the grandparents. And it's a really great scene. Like if you were to break down, if you wanted to show one scene from the Cosby's, right? And just what it was all about. Um, because it's it's promoting you know their black heritage and the music and the the history all in one and and it's so fun it's so light it's hilarious everything about the show is engulfed in this fucking little two minute scene yeah and the woman watching it she just says uh, I like I just the, watching this makes me not want to know what I know about Bill Cosby and that's right what this entire documentary comes down to. Yes. Everything he does is so great. Like, especially in that first episode, like the, the, the barriers that he breaks, like you were talking about all that kind of shit. Right. 
And it's not until the end of that third episode going into the fourth episode where you, Cosby himself, like he personally takes a turn. Um, not just in the eyes of the media. It literally is like a personal turn on his take on the youth uh, right. of America. You know what I mean? And well, this specifically is... the black youth of America. Like yeah. the way that he turns on his, like his his own people to me was like mind-blowing. I, I didn't know about that either, you know? Right. And and this is ultimately what is what's became his downfall. Because mm-hmm. this is what pissed off Hannibal Burris. And I'm so this is the one thing I'm pissed off about. How is Hannibal Burris not involved in this fucking show? I wondered the same thing. I, I just don't get it, man. Maybe he's sick of it. Maybe he doesn't want to be the guy that took down Cosby anymore. But for fuck's sakes, like it's just a, such a huge part. And he, and realistically, yeah, it's kind of explained during the documentary. He's not the main reason everyone started talking about Cosby, if you will. But it it was just the way it was, and this is explained greatly on the on the uh, doc. The way it was like a, filmed on a cell phone, it was like we weren't supposed to be watching this fucking stand-up bit, right? It was just kind of like off-topic. It wasn't even in his bit. Someone just fucking brought something up and he was talking about it at the end of his set. And he just fucking goes off on Cosby. Yeah. And I remember this specific... I like, I literally remember this when it happened. It just exploded. Exploded. And all these young people that know Cosby the way... Um, like, you know, just on the outside, Cosby Show, uh, Fat Albert, uh, they they just, they all learned about this from Hannibal Burris and that one little skit. Because they literally went home, like Hannibal said to do, and Googled Bill Cosby rape. <laughs> and the fucking world exploded on this guy. It's right. amazing. It is an amazing fucking story. But still, nothing came about it. Until the women started stepping forward. And we get all of them. <laughs> they yeah. just keep coming one after another in this doc. And it is fucking horrendous. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. And w- the worst part about this, Jack, I mean, even worse, hearing about what he did, like, I, 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 I'm happy to see him go to prison and all that. Um, the thing with this is it, it didn't wrap until after he was recently let out of prison. And to see the people that are still there when he gets out saying, I love you, Bill. Uh, I fucking support you, Bill. I did. What is there a celebrity in the world? Sports, movies, television, fucking whatever, that you can literally turn a blind eye to the fucking monstrous, horrific shit that they have pretty much. You're pretty sure they've done that you can still support. Is there anybody in the world that comes up? Like, that's what I'm thinking to myself. Yeah. Who is this celebrity that makes me this woman screaming, I love you, Bill. I believe you and all that kind of shit. And there's nobody for me. There's not a single fucking person in the universe that I, I fucking love that much to fucking still support after all this shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know of a single person. Uh, there's just, but you see this in all these documentaries. You know what? Yep. I, I brought up the OJ thing, right? Yep. I mean, granted, this was 20 years ago, but I bet you there's still people out there who are like, OJ, man, he just got a bad rap, man. He just, he, you know, yep. he knows how to run. You know, he can run. You know, it's like, yep. 
fucking, you're kidding me. I, I mean, you know, different. I'm not putting them in the same realm. Obviously, we have somebody on the site who's a huge fan of his. I obviously like a lot of his movies, but like the art versus the artist thing. This is always tough. Like, I really love Eric Clapton, right? I really love Tom Cruise. Shit mm-hmm. that those guys have done in their personal lives, though. It's like, you know, kind of, I just kind of put that in a in a drawer somewhere and don't think about it, really. Um you know, it doesn't have an easy answer, but that that's actually part of the reason why I like this documentary so much, because I felt yeah. like he kind of, you know, Kamau Bell, I, I think he does a good job of saying, like, look, this is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it also, like, this is a guy who changed the world in, in a sense, you know, like he changed right. the landscape for black people and in Hollywood and probably the world over. But was also a serial rapist, and it's like, <laughs> I, I yeah, it's it's a fucked up thing to think about, you know. But Chad, ugh. the the most interesting shit about this documentary for me is all the shit that, and it, and it might even be labeled unfair to Cosby because just pulling shit out of context from shit that he's done in his past, right, to try to relate it to current news items about him or whatever but it's so fucking easy to do it here because he has so many little fucking bits in his in his stand-up or scenes in his show that are so fucking utterly disgusting now when you watch them back after what he's been accused of and or you know um fucking sent away for um it's fucking incredible like, it is incredible. And everyone's just like, oh, my God. Like, they, they have the same reaction I do, right? Like, they're watching it. And most of the people here are people that loved him, that he has on the documentary. Like, they they owe their their career to him. They did this. They did that. And then they watch it, and they're just like, oh, well, that did not age well. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's I mean, just fucking sick. Law, the, the fucking so so Chad to give you like a little bit of context, there there are a bunch of clips, right? But the one in particular that bothered me the most was they're showing a clip where you know they're 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 showing a run of him telling his Spanish fly jokes over the years, oh my God. and they cut to a clip of the Cosby Show where Cosby's talking to his wife in the show and he's saying, "Oh yeah, we got some of that special barbecue sauce." I swear, when I give it to the neighbors, they go wild. They just all of a sudden, they, they just got to get themselves home, and they get very lovey-dovey, and you want to go upstairs and have some of that, that you know, barbecue sauce upstairs? And then, like, his wife grabs the tray and puts it on the table quick, and, like, the audience is laughing. And as they're walking away, the kid takes a bite of chicken, and he's like, man, this barbecue sauce is really good. I, I don't know what it is. It's delicious. I'm feeling kind of funny. And, like, you know, Cosby runs over and, like, takes the chicken away from him, and it's it's supposed, it's played for laughs, and everybody's laughing. Yeah. That's so fucking dark now. Like, oh my god, that was on NBC primetime family television. Like, are you fucking uh, kidding me? Oh my god, it's gross. Yeah, so both of you watched all four episodes, right? The whole series. Yeah, yeah AMG uh, happened to uh, drop them a little bit early. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I started the first episode. I didn't get, quite get through it, but I'm gonna plow through it. It's four episodes, so yeah. Yeah, this was phenomenal. This was really great, man. Yes. So, yeah. 
most of the time documentaries come from one uh you know they're trying to tell you one perspective this is this comes from a a pretty neutral and then of course it's like oh this guy's kind of the worst guy it sounds like so well i mean yeah i mean you can tell the guy making it loved him like uh, he was sure. yeah, yeah, yeah it's harder yeah and that that came out in the title of it right like we need to talk about this like as a black community we need to fucking face this mm-hmm. because they, you know, there's been so, and they talk about it in the show. There's been so many times where a black icon has gotten into trouble and, but he's defended blindly just because he's a black icon mm-hmm. and yep. black people would just stand behind him just because they don't want uh, one of their greatest to fall. Sure. And yep. this yep. is what this is about. This is all this is about is them looking at themselves in the mirror and just saying, look, this guy's a fucking monster. We need to talk about it. Let's do this right now. And, and Law, just the last thing I'll say about this. One of the most affecting clips in the whole thing, they play it a couple of times. But it's a, it's a fairly recent interview from Colbert with Jerry Seinfeld. And I remember actually seeing this interview separate from the documentary. But they're talking mm-hmm. about um, comedy influences. And... Right. Seinfeld says, oh, yeah, well, you know, Bill Cosby's albums, I mean, just nobody's matched his uh, volume of work and the quality of it. And right. uh, Colbert says, oh, yeah, but, you know, I can't really listen to that anymore. And and Seinfeld gets, like, this surprised face. He's like, oh, you can't listen to it anymore? Why? And and Colbert says, oh, well, you know, because I just, I can't really separate it. And Seinfeld, it's I swear, it's like he's completely caught off guard. He's like, oh, really? You can't separate it? Huh. Yeah. And he just kind of, like, yeah. looks off. And I, I just, I totally related to him in that moment. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's, I, I can't, it, it's like how everybody feels about this stuff. You know, anybody right. who's not directly connected to him in terms of like the crimes that he committed. Right. I'm sure that all of them look at it and they're just like, huh, I, I, uh, that's, that's just like complicated, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought this thing was, was great. I'd recommend this to anybody. Absolutely. This is fantastic, man. This is this is fantastic. Yeah. Alright. Um all right, what do we got left? My phone's dying here, so I don't have my list in front of me. Uh, we well South Park, right? We did some yes! South Park. Absolutely. Um, season what, what season is it? Twenty five? Something like that. Yeah, twenty five sounds right. 24, 25, whatever. Um, the boys are uh, back in school, and they're <laughs> there's, it's pajama day. They're, they're having a pajama day, and Mr. Garrison is uh, pissed off at everybody, so he tells them that they can't have their pajama day. So um, this is just a gigantic fucking, uh, you know, outcry in the entire community that the the boys are being kept from wearing their pajamas when everyone else is wearing their pajamas. And then of course it turns into a metaphor for, um, fucking face masks. And it's, uh, it's pretty fucking incredible. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know where it was going for a lot of it until, uh, it smacks you in the face with it. And it's done, uh, pretty perfectly. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I, I didn't find myself laughing a ton at this one. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if the post COVID episodes kind of set the bar a little high for mm-hmm. me. And then this one was more of a, uh, you know, kind of back to basics PC principal gets involved in there. You know, Mr. Garrison is, uh, just as gay as ever. So, you know, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get into that a little bit. Um, oh, it's okay. So gay. Proud of it too. 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was I thought it was an okay episode. Um, you know, I the the whole pajama day mask thing. I don't know. It felt like a joke that they had already done before, but somehow they hadn't. It just it felt very obvious to me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Didn't didn't land as as well as I wanted it to. But oh, okay. I can see that. All right. Uh, I'm a couple of seasons behind on South Park. Couple two, seasons. Jesus. Two seasons. Yeah, I watched the Pandy. I watched the first Pandy special, but yeah, I've been, I, I think the last one I watched was the uh, Integrity Farms like original season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I'm like three behind. I don't know. Either way, I'm I'm a couple behind. I, I'll catch up. I fucking love South Park. I've watched it since I was a fucking child. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. All right. Yeah, I'm so, I'm I'm down. Every week I'm down with South Park. So. Um, all right, so what's left? Uh, after so, party and Boba Fett, right? And Pam and uh, three. Oh, there's three. God damn. I've, I've, I've got one other that I watched oh. that I don't think anybody okay. else is watching. Um, so I'm a, I'm a Letterkenny fan. Uh, oh. Letterkenny had a 10th season that dropped at Christmas. Finally got around to watching it. Um, mm-hmm. not much to add to the conversation here. Uh, if you like Letterkenny, this is more of the same. Um, if you can't stand their, you know, constant wordplay, uh, lightning fast quips and all that stuff, obviously you would never make it to a season 10, but if you're a fan and you enjoyed the previous nine seasons, I think you'll enjoy this one. Um, it's a shorter season. It's only six episodes in the past. They've done like eight to 10 somewhere in there. Um, but they also have the Shorzy spinoff coming soon. Shorzy's the dickhead, uh, hockey player that you never see his face and he just, you know, tells everybody I was going to fuck their mom all the time. So, um, that's coming soon. Bit, hold on, a little We're bit doing... more of him this season, though. A couple what? episodes. I've seen this. I've watched Letterkenny too. I've watched this yeah. like when he, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get a little bit more of him this season. Yes, like that's the, true. Yeah, yeah. Very how, true. How are they doing a spinoff of a character you never see? Like it's like I doing have... a spinoff of uh, the fucking neighbor from from <laughs> Home Improvement. Was well, Jared I, I anyway know. the creator of the show? Yeah. It's fucking yeah. It's the main dude who's Shorzy anyway. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, they kind of. It's a good question. I, I don't. I don't really know what the angle will be, but I'm sure that the characters will cross over. And obviously, this thing has kind of evolved into like a uh, you know Trailer Park Boys type of. Canadian mm-hmm. comedy uh, uh, universe kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, and I think that there's a there either is an animated Letter Kenny or there's one coming soon. Yeah, it's called uh, Little okay. Kenny. It's on Hulu Little. as well. Okay, okay. okay. That's, is this too much? Like, <laughs> what's going um, on here? I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen. I, I like. I like this season that Jack's talking about a lot more than I liked last season, like the end of season nine, because mm-hmm. they, they usually do. Because they do two seasons a year usually, I feel like like it's like half and half. But like last year, I was like end of season nine. I wasn't that impressive, but I really, really liked season ten, the beginning, like or the the first six episodes or whatever the fuck they're mm. calling this. If they're going, I don't know. But I really, really dug this, and I'm I'm seeing them live in a few weeks. They're they're doing they're going on tour as well. Yeah, um, doing a whole. It was pushed back from 2020 originally, and yeah, we're in 2022 now. So what what do they do live? They just do a lot of the skit, uh, like the skits live. I think you know they're just chilling. And, mm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll, I'll watch that live and get drunk. <laughs> I love. I really like Letterkenny. I I plowed through it all, like all seven or eight seasons of it a few years ago. And yeah, yeah. Same. I mean, it, if you like the humor, then of course it's not going to be for you. But it's just fucking quick banter in your face, and it's. Uh, I I don't know. It works for me, <laughs> and I, I really really dig it. So yeah. 
<laughs> not for everybody. I've never, I've never really dug Trailer Park Boys either, though. That's never been my thing. But I like. Yeah, I've, Kenny. I don't know. I'm not on that at all. Yeah, wow, I don't know. It's so weird. All right. I'm the opposite. Like I tried Letterkenny, I just couldn't get into it. But I love Trailer Park Boys. But at the same time, I'll never go see the Trailer Park Boys live because I just. Like Letterkenny Live is gonna them them sitting in lawn chairs on the stage and just yeah, talking. Probably, to but hey, you know what? They're in Canada most of the time, and I'm in Kansas City, and I won't get to see them in person. So why the fuck not, Law? You know, I'll get drunk yeah. and see them. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. We got um, two two big ones left, right after Party Boba Fett. Well, and, we got uh, uh, one Pam and Tommy. Tommy. God damn it! There's oh, three. Okay. Jesus, maybe you know what? I got. Let Tommy sorry. Lee's dick. God damn it! Ugh. I gotta piss. Let's talk about Tommy Lee's dick in a minute. All right, let's do it. Piss break again. Same sounder. Fuck it. You want a pee break, sir? I need, I need to pee at least. You guys. Oh, for fuck's sake! I have a suggestion. Can we do a quick pee break? Yes. Have you got the pee break, or do I got the pee break? I can do it. You got it, or I got it. Here we go. Rises high, but nothing hides the sound it makes when it hits your thigh. It'll dry just no time, pissing on your thigh. Pissing now. A lot of piss came out of my penis. Just have a poop surprise. Yummy. Set the balls now. Pissing now. Tickling pickles and shit. Bitch cast all night. Fuck your mother. Drinking highlights. Hey girl. Pissing now. It's piss provoking. Bitch cast all night. Piss all night. Oh, fuck off. Ooh, did I get that first? Nice. You just beat me. God damn it. No, I didn't just beat you. I've been here for about five minutes. <laughs> like we're supposed to believe in the ministry, right? Oh, God damn it. So long. I heard that. Oh, boy. <sighs> All right. We got three more TV shows. This is the longest TV roundup ever. Dang. King. All right, TV, let's do, uh, TV's the king right now, man. TV. Yeah. All right, let's do uh, after party. Right. The after party. The. Um. So I got half of the first episode in, and uh, I tapped Uh-oh. the fuck out of this. So. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I... So I don't have too much to say. Uh. Other than uh, I will not be, uh, I will not be going back to this. This is very oh. interesting. To me. Yeah, that is a, actually now the whole change of conversation with this. Mm. Did so, you you watched all four of them, Law? No, I got the first three, 
and then um we actually I actually didn't work Friday so I didn't get to see the fourth one but um I, I I'm kind of I need to know why Jack Tato what happened Jack um so I have a feeling I, I know I didn't it's a combination of a bunch of different things. There, there's, there, there are a few actors in this I like. Obviously, Sam Richardson. I like Ike Barinholtz. Um, what's his name? Ben Schwartz. Is that Ben Schwartz? Ben Schwartz. Yep. Ben Schwartz, Jasper. Yeah. Is, that, is that Jasper? Yes. I, yeah. I have no idea. Um, yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave Franco. I'm fine with. Uh, but the. Basically, the first character that starts telling her version of events, it, it was it was a combination of two things. Number one, I am not a Tiffany Haddish fan, okay? okay. Um, she showed That's up in the card counter. She wasn't great, but she was okay. And I had said when Alex and I reviewed it, I think on a binge cast, that I would like to see her do more of this, where it's just yeah. a, a normal role. Not the, you know yelling and screaming or like the her her comedy shtick is grating to me like the moment she opens her mouth i hate it i hate it her as a detective and the like kind of de facto lead of the first 20 minutes of the episode to me was was an immediate turnoff okay Oh, okay. um, that's what I said. I have a feeling I, I know what it is. <laughs> there, there was that, but the thing that was the nail in the coffin was the first girl that starts describing what happened. Um, mm-hmm. She's got glasses on and red hair. Um, I hated her from the moment she opened her mouth. <laughs> I, I got through her whole retelling of events, and then I kind of got a vibe of what this show might end up being like, and I said, you know what? I'm good, and I just moved on. So, all right. So, mm, Law, do you want to take the synopsis or synopsi? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, when a high school reunion's after party ends in a death, everyone is a suspect. A detective grills the former classmates one by one, uncovering potential motives as each tells their version of the story, uh, culminating in the shocking truth. So. Yeah, Jack, we get... It's interesting because the first episode isn't about that chick that you <laughs> made you tap out. Mm. It's about... Um, it's a neat, it's Sam Richardson's episode. So every every character is going to get their own episode. That is what I'm led to believe by the first three episodes. Okay. Um, every character at the high school reunion is going to get their, to tell their version of the story. Um, we've had Sam Richardson's version... And then the uh, second version is Ike Barinholtz's version. And the third episode is Ben Schwartz as the Asper's version. Um, now, you know, some of the beats are the same, but some of the way, um, some of the way the uh, plot plays out is drastically different. You know what I mean? And I kind of like that. It's very the affair to me, right? You're getting uh, a story told by different people. And From while... Yeah, the the beats are there. There's a lot of a lot of the dialogue or what happens is very very different. I I really like that. Like it's really cool. But I'll tell you this right now. I was you know I, also I'm I'm on the same lines with you, Jack, with Tiffany Haddish. I'm not a fan of hers. Um, but she's she's used just enough in the show in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like she's just 
she's kind of a fuck up. She's not, um, what, what's the word? Like she's not dominating every scene she's in, which you think she might, you know what I'm saying? Um, she's just kind of a background character as far as this story goes, because this is all about the people telling their version of the events. Um, Chad, uh, when we got to episode three, I was okay with the show. Like I was just like, okay, let's, I got to watch it. Jasper's episode was oh, the I knew you were gonna... greatest. I fucking loved Jasper's episode. <laughs> it's all a musical, Jack. Everything he talks about is a song because he is the aspiring um, music guy that used to be in a band with Dave Franco's character, whatever. I don't want to do the whole backstory, but anything he, the entire story he's telling Haddish is done through songs. And I fucking love it. And I don't know why. I don't even know why I love it so much. But these songs are fucking great. Ben Schwartz is hilarious. I love this character. And uh, I couldn't wait for the next episode. And then I didn't work, of course. But whatever. I'm so down with uh, continuing with uh, the after party. Yeah, so each of these episodes, I don't know if you know this. They're each... It's obviously told from each character's perspective. But they're each supposed to be their own thing. So... The first episode's kind of like a mystery. The second episode's supposed to be like an action comedy with Ike Barinholtz's right. character, a third musical. Fourth is like a, you know, more of like a romantic-ish type movie. And then the, what Jack was talking about, the character he hated, was like an Ingmar Bergman type movie. So each of these episodes are like that perspective and they're like a different uh, yeah. action movie or whatever perspective from it. So I don't know if the next one's going to be like a sci-fi movie or whatever the fuck. Well, I'm um, looking at it now and it's a flashback episode to the party in high school. Okay, so like them as high schoolers. Okay. okay yeah. yeah, I can see that. But yeah, this is all created from Chris Miller and Phil Lord, fucking Lego movie guys. Um, mm. Yeah, great cast. I love Ike Bernhold. Sam Richardson's one of my guys. Yeah, man, I thought, I don't know. I, I really, really dug this as well, Law. I, each episode. I think, honestly, the third episode's my least favorite, and I still really liked it. Like, I, I, not that I didn't like it by any means. I'm just not a big musical guy. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate what I was doing. Uh, yeah, I had a good time with all four of these episodes, really. Like, quick 30 just, minutes, and yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun, different, like, millennial version of a whodunit type thing. So, uh, yeah, and you got the character from, like, fucking, um, I don't even, I can't think of the fucking Fleabag. The dude from Fleabag is in this. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got James Franco, or Dave Franco, that's still in Zoe Chow, who's been in a lot of stuff recently. Yeah, I, I don't. I I really had a good time with these for four episodes. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's the fucking songs in episode three. They're so catchy. <laughs> He's so great. The first song's a, a fucking rap song. The second song's like a punk fucking pop song, yeah. and the third song's like this fucking slow ballad. Like they're just so great. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that episode that made me. It just locked me in, but it did. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I think it's only eight episodes too. So only four more yeah. of these, a like half hour. Yeah, Apple TV is yeah. I I I, I like this. I, I like this show. I'm definitely gonna finish it. Half of it yeah. done already. So I'm I fucking invested, man. Let's do this. Yeah, same. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about Tommy Lee's dick for a bit. <laughs> mm. You hmm? mean uh, Rafi? Rafi? <laughs> <laughs> Pam and Tommy Lee came out. <laughs> well, is it this? What is this on for you guys? So. Hulu? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean I, I'm I'm uh, I'm on AMG. So yeah, he's on AMG. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I could, I'm on I that too, you. but it's also on Hulu. So okay. So I heard, I heard it's on Disney Plus somewhere. 
Yeah, in from Canada. Uh, Canadian. <laughs> yeah. In Canada, this is on Disney+. Plus. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. I thought you were full of shit. I was like, law is so wrong, but I love that it actually is on Disney+. Plus again. <laughs> I can't. So I'm thinking when I when I told that to Pete and I, I said it as you know detrimental, I was like, this is not going to be what you think it's going to be because it's on Disney Plus here. Mm. I didn't even know it was just Canada. I thought it was literally coming on Disney Plus. I found out later it was actually being released on Hulu, for, like for you guys. Um, so I'm going into it think this is going to be like so watered down, like it's just going to be brutal, like it's not going to be good at all. But here's the thing. Um. I don't, uh, right off the hop, I, I don't like this show. I don't think it is good. But it's not because it's watered down. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene where Tommy Lee has a fucking conversation with his dick, and it's it's worse than anything I saw on Jackass tonight. Like, it is, <laughs> it's unbelievable that his dick is having a conversation with him, and it's moving on its own, and it's like got a little mouth, or I don't know what the fuck's happening, but... Um, there's tons of nudity, there's tons of fucking drugs, there's tons of swearing, there's tons, like, just, I don't even understand how Disney Plus picked this up, I have no reason why, I don't get it, I don't get the distribution, but whatever, um, but I don't, I'm not having a good time with this, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I just, I feel like this is just, it's just not what I wanted out of the show, it's, I don't know what angle they're taking here, I don't know if we're, supposed to feel sympathy for Seth Rogen's character or for Pamela's character or I like I don't know where we're at here um give me an idea of what you're going for and let me decide uh what side to choose I'm not getting a side to even want to choose here feel hmm. pretty pretty similar like I I don't know where it's going like Cause you're essentially just retelling at this point. And I'm like, right. okay, like, yeah, these people didn't like, they didn't leak this sex tape. It was stolen from them for sure. It, it feels very American crime story ish. Like this is retelling yeah, this in a way that, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, this is a story that happened between these people in the nineties. And like, I didn't, I didn't know. I obviously knew that, you know, Tommy Lee and Pam had a sex tape that leaked. I didn't know the extent that what, what like really went into it. I didn't know it was a carpenter that like they pissed off and then he stole the safe and leaked it. I didn't really even know that because I was fucking six years old when this fucking happened. But right. um, <laughs> I was born in 89. Relax. Okay. Um, we both were. But, yeah, that's true. Oh my God. <laughs> but, but, well, I was like, God damn it. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know the route they're taking with it because it seems a little com. Like, yeah, obviously they're skewing comedy with like a fucking dick talking to him, and it's Jason Manzukis. But yeah, I don't know where it's going. I don't know if it's just kind of retelling this. And I, I listen. I think Lily James as Pam is like, she's unrecognizable. I think she is Pam Anderson. It's weird, yeah, right? Like, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's like early like nineties. Like, dude, this is not Lily James. Like, she is phenomenal. Um, I don't know. Sebastian Stan, I'm not a huge fan of him, and I feel like after seeing a few interviews with him, he's just kind of talking in a drawl as Tommy Lee that he actually has in real life. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm a huge fan of him, but I think Lily James is fantastic in this. And yeah, I, I don't know, Law. I just I don't know where it's going. I don't hate this show from the first three episodes, but I'm also like not loving it. I'm just kind of yeah. like I'm very in the middle. I, I don't know where it's going. If it's going to be like, hey. This is what happens, and uh, you know these people right. are just uh, celebrities that shit happened to them. Okay, like 
all right, I already knew that, I guess. And then you're just telling yeah. me the American crime stories. I don't know. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Where are you at, Jack? Um, I, I, I don't know. It kind of sounds like I like it maybe the most of the three of us. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really liked Itania. So the, mm-hmm. the fact that this is the same director, I'm feeling like visually there's a lot of the same stuff here going on. I also yeah. feel like this is maybe a story that I, I almost feel like uh, the Coen brothers would have a really interesting take Ooh. on this since it's, it's, it, it, and, and it would be focused on the Seth Rogen character. You know, like you probably wouldn't see Pam or Tommy Lee at all if they had made the movie. But I think maybe that's the kind of story that, that law maybe might resonate a little more with you, you know, that angle mm-hmm. instead. Um, right. But I actually, I, I liked these three episodes. I thought it was interesting. Um, I, I actually liked Sebastian Stan. I thought it, it, everything kind of worked for me. In terms of what the overall point of the thing's going to be, it's tough to say right now, but I do like the fact that, you know, I think Seth Rogen is, is putting in a decent performance, and it's not his typical, you know, <laughs> bullshit, um, which is fine. I like <laughs> Seth Rogen, but it's nice to have, like, a performance out of the guy once in a while. Right. Um, so that's kind of good. Uh, I, I don't know. Nick Offerman showing up was a, was a treat. Um, and I kind of like, you know, obviously, you know, you're talking about the, the Lily James performance. She's, she's very good. She's unrecognizable. She's all that stuff that Chad said. Um, I kind of just like the vibe of the show. I, I think I, I like, uh, Craig Gillespie's style as a director. So I think I'm, I'm maybe responding more to that. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm fine with it. Honestly, if it, if it ends up being like, you know, just a somewhat like an American crime story, I mean, obviously I don't want it to be like the uh, Lewinsky season, but I mean, fuck that. Uh, if it's like that Versace season, I'm, I'm good with that, you know. Um, I, I don't think I have much of an expectation for this outside of, uh, you know, give me the bullet points of what happened and, uh, you know, let, let me just uh, have a good time while I'm watching it. And I think so far I'm having a good time. I mean, that scene where he's talking to his dick. Yeah, I, that was kind of weird, but also I was laughing. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, I've never seen that yeah. before. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was funny too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to like come off like I don't like this. I just yeah, yeah. I don't know where it's necessarily going. Like, is it just telling us this story again, or is it like entertaining while it's doing that? Like, I don't know. I just I don't know. And I like Craig Gillespie too, Jack. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I feel like I need um I don't. I don't none of the performances are bothering me, right? Like, even um, uh, Sebastian Stan as uh, Tommy Lee, like, I just feel like the writing for that character is is missing something. I need I need way more craziness out of that character. Um, they humanize him a little too much in the, you know, they, they meet and they have, they go out and they get married or whatever and they do all this crazy shit when they're, when they're gone away and then they get on the plane and this is my least favorite scene of the entire show. They get on the plane and he's all nervous and he's just like, "So, uh, like, what's your favorite food?" Like, That's your least. No, he asked her favorite movie. That's your least favorite scene, really. Oh, absolutely! I hated this scene. It's so dumb. I kind of, li- I kind of liked it though, just because it was like, kind of bringing how ridiculous they met ninety six hours ago and they're married already and they don't even know each other. Yeah, favorite but that's. Shit. I, I don't know. I get like, it. I know I get what it's about. It just yeah. feel like a sitcom to me. Like oh, you know, what I, mean? like, I don't. Yeah, yeah okay, I can feel it. <laughs> like the craziest thing he does, like the, the, he has this off reference, 
to, of course, the Ozzy Osbourne fucking ant snorting fucking thing. Like, mm, every, like no. why is that even included in this? Like, just fucking branch out. Like, it's like you read the same book I did, and then you just <laughs> fucking included everything you read. Like, yeah. is that how deep we're going here? Like, I feel like this guy knows nothing about Tommy Lee. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I expect this guy to be fucking out of his mind, balls to the wall, fucking just leading a life that I can't even fucking imagine. There's bits and pieces I get of that with the house and with the demands that he gives and all that kind of shit. But I know guys crazier than Tommy Lee watching this show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I know people that are way fucking crazier than this guy. And this is Tommy fucking Lee. Like, it just, he just doesn't seem to be written um, as I expected. I don't like the sitcom fucking back and forth and shit like that that they're having. You know what I mean? These This alone time between them. I much more enjoy the Seth Rogen fucking shit. The, uh, what the fuck's the internet? Like, that whole shit? That's great. Mm. I love it, man. Um, just figuring out that they can distribute it in a way that's never been distributed before. This was, like, have either of you seen this sex tape? Oh, of course. Chad? I've never actually seen it. No, I, I can't say that I have. No. To s- this was fucking enormous. No, and yeah, I, I know everything around it. Yeah, my my uncle was a big Pam Anderson fan, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. This, this is unprecedented. Like you don't understand when this came out, the hottest woman on the planet, basically in a porno, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like for everyone to watch for free it was it was fucking incredible like it took the entire world by storm you know what i mean yeah i don't get that feel yet from this show i get it a little bit in the seth rogan um you know stuff and i you know maybe we're right on the cusp of we only had three episodes sure i feel like um you know with her failure with barbed wire is about to come she just found out she's pregnant um Everything's kind of looking up for her right now. Obviously, there's going to be a huge downfall in the next episode. So, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, put my foot in my mouth here or whatever, and it's going to come. But it right now, this is way too fucking full house for me with the Tommy and Pamela, Pamela fucking Anderson scenes. It's just, it's just really fucking sitcom-y for me. And I just, I don't appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think by the end of this, and, and again, it's like... You can't say for sure where this is going, but I do think that they're probably going to push the angle of, like, you know, everybody has a certain view of these two people because of what happened. And I'm sure by the end of this show, it's going to be like, well, this is actually, like, a crime that was committed against these two, you know? And at a certain point, like, there's probably a a fair amount of sympathy that's due these two public figures because of something that should have been, like, kept private that should have never gone anywhere is yeah, now the, seen by everybody, you know? Yeah, at the end of the but, day, how how dumb they're being in the video, like, whatever else, this was, like, theirs and they're locked fucking safe. Like, it was never meant to get out. So, I mean... Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay, but where we're at right now, are, like, w- the way they've presented this story to us, <sighs> I'm kind of okay with what Seth Rogen did. Like, right. fuck this. Fuck him. Right? Yeah, they, they don't present, present Tommy in a, a nice light. He's absolutely like not super douche. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel at the end of it. Well, I, I get what you guys are saying, but no, no, no. I totally, I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, they don't 
yeah, they make that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Lily James is like as Pam is the one shining light. Like, oh, she's innocent, and like you know, it, this yeah. happened to her. But like, Tommy is not portrayed in a good light. Like, he's a fucking tool. Like, yeah. he seems like a tool in general. I don't know the fucking guy. He was the drummer for Motley Crue for fuck's sake. But he right. seems like a douche. Oh, they're portraying him as a douche. Okay, cool. <laughs> they, yeah, so, that tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm still gonna watch it. It's not like I hate the show. I'm, I'm still gonna watch. It. I'm interested in it, but yeah. I just, I just wish it was a little more hardcore. Yeah, I'll be, <laughs> even I'll, though it's too hardcore for Disney Plus. <laughs> Dude, they, that, that one, yeah, they're just fucking like crazy. I'm like, this is definitely a body double for Lily James. Like, there's no way this is Lily James. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'll be interested to see where it goes. I, I don't know where it's going, but as of right now, I'm kind of skeptical. I, I'm, I'm appreciating it, but it's only five more episodes, so or I guess, right. yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll finish it for sure. All right. Oh, sure. All right. Just one left, one right? Oh, one more oh, show. It's called the book of Boba Fett. All right. Should, um, that, Should it be called that, though? I, no, at this point, no. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you guys are at on this show. I kind of, uh, you know, I talk about it every week. Everyone knows where I'm at. Um, I thought... I was completely wrong. You know, I was predicting what was going to happen. I thought they were just going to uh, not show Mando go find Grogu. And I thought that was going to be the first episode of Mandalorian, maybe a little bit of a flashback storyline wise. But nope, they totally went. <laughs> they just kept the show with Mando. Yep. Um, Boba Fett had a cameo. He was in, in his own show. He showed up for a bit. Yeah, uh, two minutes, two of the yeah. 43 minute ride time. Didn't say a word. <laughs> this is completely Mando's show at this point. It's very strange. That aside, um, how did you guys feel about what we saw on screen this week? Um, you want me to go for it, Jack? I'll, I'll yeah. Follow you. Uh, <laughs> I, so I got so I got a bunch of less. I'll start with the end of the show. Um, uh, you know, this is obviously going to be full spoilers because, like, you can't talk about this. Yeah, you, without, you listen. Yeah. It, it's spoiler, been, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. I, the moment that you saw the silhouette of a, you know, a dark stranger across mm -hmm. the desert, immediately knew that was Cad Bane because I had watched mm -hmm. Clone Wars. Nice. And I have to tell you, I was happy that I watched Clone Wars before for knowing Ahsoka and having some of the context for the, you know, the first two seasons of Mandalorian. I was never more happy that I had watched Clone Wars than nice. I was seeing Cad Bane. And I was just like, oh... This is fucking awesome. Like, like there was a lot of good shit in this episode, and and something that I I oh like my whole life I've wanted to see was in this episode. Finally saw it, but nice. the Cad Bane shit was that was my shit. That was my shit. I am fucking pumped that he is now in the fold with this stuff. So I think that's just fucking great. But. Chad, why don't you, uh, you you talk a little bit? Because I don't want to. No, I, I, I knew nothing here. of Cad Bane. I've never watched Clone Wars. I've never watched fucking Rebels. But I was like, this guy's fucking. Serg he's right out of a Sergio Leone movie. He's fucking yes. <laughs> fun as shit. Like, yeah, I'm like, this guy's the shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I. Boba Fett was like my like original trilogy, like favorite character. I fucking loved him. Um, I. Going into this, I was pumped. I was like, all right, cool. From Mandalorian. And I've had a fine time with this series. Like, the first four episodes, I'm like, all right, 
you know, it is what it is. Uh, is, is it amazing? No, but it, uh, there's there's a lot of that TV that's just kind of like, you know, mid-level, amazing, and then kind of like, you know, your shitty TV you watch. And that, I think it was like mid-level. Um, and then 5 and 6, which are just fucking extensions of The Mandalorian, I'm like, okay, these are great episodes. But also, they're not Boba Fett episodes, but it's, it's a fucking bait and switch a little bit, right? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, okay... <laughs> Um, they're still good episodes, but is, does that make a Boba Fett a good show? I don't know. It's it's a weird like like line to toe. Um, I, I liked both of these episodes, the last two. Um, I don't know, Law. You've been reviewing this on the the cast. Everyone's waiting for your shit. I, I liked this. I liked all this shit. Fine. Like I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm an original trilogy fan. Um, and yeah, I feel like this is like Pete's. Pete should be on this this show because he's like, oh my god, yeah, I yeah. fucking hated all this until then, but now Grogu and so uh, can I talk about this episode? With... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Spoilers, yeah. motherfucker. All right. So yeah, of course, diehards. Luke, you get Luke training Grogu, which is like, you know, fucking Yoda training him on fucking. I can't, why can't I think of the plan? Dagobah, Dagobah, Dagobah. God damn it! It's the name of my phone. God, I'm so drunk. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but you get that here. You get the, the same thing. All the Star Wars fans are fucking loving it. Ahsoka is in this. This is a Jedi kind of like training way. seem just boring as shit. It's just sad. They're just on this island just by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, though. Yeah, of course these episodes are fun. They're great. But like, is this Boba Fett? Like, what, what are we doing here? What What is this? Yeah. Why, why couldn't we just make this Mandalorian season three? I don't know. Like, that's kind of where I'm feeling. I don't know, Law. You, you take I, it over. This is your show. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even care at this point. I can just take him as a whole, right? Boba Fett, mm. Mandalorian, whatever. Um, obviously, the finale is going to be about this war with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get a precursor to that with Cad Bane. See, I loved hearing Jack's take on Cad Bane and yours, Chad, it's completely, you know, the opposite levels of this character. I'm kind of right in the middle. Um, I Like, I've seen this character before. Uh, okay. yeah. I didn't know really much about him. So when he showed up, I went and seen, I just read everything about the guy, right? Like, so now I know everything about him. But uh, I was immediately interested just because he looks fucking amazing. This yeah. character is so, so cool. Fucking- so, um, and I, I, just like Ahsoka, right? Like, I didn't watch Clone Wars, but I knew who Ahsoka was after all these years, just being a Star Wars fan and seeing these these new popular characters being introduced. You, you're kind of curious. You read up about them. Same, same type of deal. Now I am familiar with Ahsoka, right? So when she shows up in this episode, it's almost the biggest, the biggest pop of the episode for me. I did not expect it whatsoever. I was just like, oh, shit, yes. This is after we kind of fucking know that Luke and fucking Grogu are also going to be on the episode. Yeah. This is a nonstop fucking pop for me, this episode. I absolutely nonstop fucking pop. loved it. <laughs> nonstop pop. The fucking, um, who called about the uh, CGI to Luke earlier? I can't remember who the fuck it was. Was it uh, Bunchy? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's right on spot for me here. I almost was like, are they doing the same shit here? Or is this, is this like Sebastian Stan? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what was happening um, when they first showed his face. 
I mean, it's clear afterwards, yeah, this is the same technology they're using in the last episode of Mandalorian, but he's 100% right. In my eyes, this looks fucking incredible. Well, there's a there's a reason for that, actually. Um, hmm. So I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but after season two Mandalorian, uh, within yeah. like a week of the finale airing, some guy posted on YouTube how he would have deep faked Luke and it, it looked substantially better. Um, I think the same guy actually did this for the Irishman as well. He went through and, and oh, did yeah, his yeah. version of what De Niro should have looked like in the Irishman. They um, hired him. They hired him. And <laughs> I believe, so, so they also have the Disney gallery series that that's all the documentaries of like the making of Mandalorian. Right. As they go along. Mm -hmm. I, I obviously I can't corroborate this cause I don't know for sure, but based on a couple of the moments in this episode, I am almost positive that they used moments from Return of the Jedi, like like literally took his face and motion out of that and integrated it into scenes. The right. reason I say this is because there's one point where Luke climbs like a bamboo, uh, a couple of bamboo trees, and him and Grogu are sitting at the top, and they're looking out, and he's like, oh, you know, you'll be able to master this or something, whatever. They're looking at the wilderness. When he does that, I gotta go back and watch it, but it almost looks the same way as when Luke, at the end of Return of the Jedi, looks out and sees the ghosts of, you know, his father Yoda and Obi-Wan. Like, oh, the yeah. exact same head movement, you know? Mm. Um, and it didn't necessarily look as, as CGI as some of the other moments. Um, right. So I think they they kind of saw that they needed to improve and, and took some steps to do that. So that's, that's kind of awesome, I think. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Like I was, I fucking loved everything about this episode. I was, it was fucking great. It's um, a great setup. <laughs> if not for the finale of Boba Fett, for the for the premiere of Mandalorian, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't even know how you can't be excited about Mando coming back because it's almost like we got free, like a two free episodes of the season right here, and that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um. Is is anyone going to be invested in this war that's going on with Boba Fett? I don't even so, know anymore. So that's I, so I have a couple things to say about what you just said. So first of all, I I, I like this episode a lot. I liked a lot in it, but I, I I wouldn't say that I loved it because there's a couple things that to me feel like okay, this is Disney sequel baiting, and also oh. it sort of proves that the Boba Fett storyline still means nothing to the audience. Okay, so so first of all. Really cool that Ahsoka's there, right? Ahsoka doesn't need to be there at all. The whole conversation no. that he has with Ahsoka could have just as easily been Luke. I think the only reason she's there is because they're probably teeing up for her series somehow. You know, like, she yeah, needs to have interacted yeah. at this point for her story to continue or something. So, that that, that felt a little corporate to me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the... The Boba Fett storyline, maybe it's me not paying attention or getting wrapped up in the Mandalorian side of things because we've been there for so long now. Right. I don't really understand Boba Fett's motivation in Mos Espa. I don't understand the threat that the Pikes pose. I don't understand the motivations of the Pikes blowing up that club. I don't know what the dynamic is of anything really happening with the conflict around <laughs> Boba Fett. Um, 
I don't. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, what did he do to win Black Chrysanthemum over, other than say, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be a bounty hunter for people anymore? Well, he, he let him go. Well, he let him like, go. Yeah, he like, let him he go. Let him go free. He's like, okay. I'm not going to kill you. I'll just let you go. That, that, that probably means more. All right. Bounty all right. All right. I, yep, that's fine. That tracks. But like, <laughs> there's just so much that's that's weird to me that I don't. I I've never seen anything like this where a show is supposed to be one thing. It's kind of utterly failing to be that thing. And then immediately it shifts to the thing that was the spinoff originally yeah. of this thing, which is no, way fucking better with the same writers, the same yeah. directors, the same no, producers. It, and somehow that's way better it's a, it's a whole than thing, what it's supposed man. to be. It's yeah, weird. No, you're one million percent right. Like, I mean... He's is his character not supposed to be Boba Fett? He is supposed to be Boba Fett, but of course now at this point we're rewriting history, and so it's like uh, I, this dude Timuru Morrison. I don't think he's a good actor. I think that's a big part of the reason people aren't connecting with this Boba Fett character. Like he's mm-hmm. not a good actor at all. Like Pete's got a problem with his teeth. I got a problem with his acting. He's not a good actor. He's fucking <laughs> shit. Like he's just not good. Like he, he's there and he's like, oh, okay, you're not good. And I love Boba Fett, man. Like, I, but. Yeah, I think that's a big issue with him in, in general. But yeah, it, this isn't Boba Fett. It's, you know, it's a bait and switch, but it's working because I've seen more reaction out of the episode six of this episode than like fucking movies that have come out in the last few like months and shit. You know, like people are all about this shit right now. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, its own thing. The <laughs> simplicity of the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. When you're watching Mando, you know what he's doing, where he came from. You understand his goals. It's simple, right? It's very simple. Obviously, it's Lone Wolf and Cub, but like that story is, it's easy to track. The Boba Fett story, it just like, it actively annoys me when they go to it because then they have, you know, they're, they're all around a table and they're, they're getting ready for some incoming war with the Pikes. And... It's just a difference of even the side characters are grading. Like, for instance, this episode opens with Timothy Oliphant, who's a guy that we spent one episode with in Season 2 Mando. It yeah. built enough of his character so that we at least like him. We know him, and I remember where he's coming from, right? Yeah. Episode opens and closes with him. I was happy to see him. I was pumped. I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, fucking Raylan Givens. Here he is. Yes. The Boba Fett side of things, you get guys like the mayor's assistant who was like Selena's husband from Veep, who <laughs> has nothing to offer and is is like not being alien enough. And I don't yeah. understand what he is or or really like his relation to the mayor character that we met once who is allegedly on vacation, but also with the Pikes or maybe not. Cause we haven't seen that. Like I just, it's, it seems like the Boba Fett side is so complicated that I don't even know what to, what to make of, of, of what's going on. And I guess that that's where my apathy towards the story is coming from too. It's just like, it's so fucking hard to get into Boba Fett mode when it shouldn't be, it should be as simple as Mando, but it's it's not for some reason. It's it's really it's really disappointing to me. You know? you, you just said a phrase that I didn't even I didn't even know mattered to me, but it fucking really matters to me. Not alien enough. Yeah. Not only is it that character, 
it's these fucking these mods, these teenager fucking scooter fucking driver things, right? Yeah, you can't just throw a, a cyborg eye on one of them and he's alien, right? Yeah. Like it's just, it, I don't, I hate that aspect of it. I hate that these are just fucking kids that are supposed to be fucking badasses on the street, a street gang of whatsoever or what. I don't, whatever the fuck they are. I, I hate right. everything about them and their right. storyline. Um, not alien enough, Jack. They're not alien enough. Yeah, give me something unique about them other than they ride really slow fucking Vespas. Like, like, give me something that makes them fucking unique in the Star Wars universe, which makes that fucking original trilogy even maybe argue the prequels. Um, so, interesting. Yeah. Everyone had their own story. These guys are just fucking humans with a, with a fucking light over their eye. The Cad Bane thing's interesting to me, though, because... You were really pumped about this, Jack, right? Yeah. Yep. But where does this storyline play into? Does this play into the final war on Boba Fett? Or is this going to be completely skipped and move on into Mando? Or even the Ahsoka series? Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they could do a lot of different things with that character. He is, a, I mean, you read up on him. He's essentially a Boba Fett for the Clone Wars. You know, yeah, he's, he's a guy. Greatest, yeah, the greatest living bounty hunter. Yes, he 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 pops up now and again. Um, sometime he he's usually like neutral evil. You know, he's not necessarily going to kill you because you he wants you dead. He's going to kill you because he either has to or he's getting paid for it. You know, um, and and it's it's ironic because Boba Fett is actually in a few episodes of Clone Wars as well, but like. Cad Bane kind of represents a, a little bit of a chaos that could be thrown into the mix that, that to me is very, um, it, I think it bodes well for the future of, of the stories that they're, they're here to tell, you know, um, having different types of characters that aren't necessarily an, another Jedi or something, you know, like somebody who's living a, a, a little bit different of a life in this universe, I think is the thing that like they, they should focus on more. And I was, I was glad to see them kind of bring him into the fold, um, I don't know. They, they could, he could pop up anywhere, and, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that they're starting to build a stable of characters that they can they can use when they need them. Um, that are are sort of separate from the Skywalker saga to a certain degree, you know. Um, right, right. Which I think is a, is a great thing. You just reminded me of something else. Have to mention this. I, uh, so so the more time goes on, and the more that these um, Mandalorian episodes move forward. Yeah. Um, the the worst Last Jedi gets for me. Like the the more time goes on, oh. I for for the first time, I got to see Luke, like shadow lightsaber dueling, in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. It's all I fucking wanted. <laughs> like like why <laughs> why couldn't you just do that? It, it, so there's a fine line right between like giving the audience what it wants and giving them something new. Right. I feel like Favreau and Filoni have such a better handle on it than I'm going to say it, Abrams and Ryan Johnson did. Like they just fucking do. They just understand better that the the line between here's some of the new stuff but here are shades of the old stuff. And right. fuck man, like just I just wanted to see Luke as Jedi Master Luke Skywalker 
and I'm finally seeing it. it that I never thought I'd see that after Last Jedi. You know, like that alone made this episode awesome it, it, and w- totally worth you know price of admission. But I I hated Luke in the sequels. I really did. Like yeah. I, I hated the way that they portrayed him. He in no way should he have been a grumpy old fool. It just didn't make sense to me. No, at all. And yeah, you're right. Filoni and Favreau hated it too. You can tell <laughs> because they're they're giving the version uh, that everyone kind of. You're right. I don't know wanted it, I guess, but just envision like naturally fucking envision for Luke Skywalker. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, I know it's 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 very popular to just kick Last Jedi while it's down, but it, it's 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 the truth. Like like these guys just get it. These guys get it. These guys are fans. They get it. Like the, and, I, I just don't think that anybody who's directed really any of the Star Wars movies gets it the way that these guys get it. So and and this is where I'm so interested to to talk to Pete next week. You know, and the finale will be done, and we'll be able to talk about that or whatever. But I'm going to go back to this episode because I need to know like. Pete loves the sequels. He just loves that ongoing Star Wars saga with the with the characters he knows and loves. And and I get it. A lot of people do. But how uh, how does he feel about this? Like how does he feel about what almost feels like an alternate fucking version of what happened with Luke Skywalker? You know what I mean? Yeah, you can still blend it in to the storyline that was sure. built up Force Awakens. Yeah, like I mean he yeah, sure, he 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 fucking fucks up with 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 uh kylo yeah. and fucking turns into an asshole or whatever but how how does he feel in a show that he doesn't necessarily even fucking remotely like seeing this version of one of the greatest fucking star wars characters ever made uh how can you not fall in love with that that and i literally need to know like how he feels about this because this is right down his alley, and it's it's very different from what he was delivered in the fucking in the prequel. I'm sorry, the sequels. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's the the smartest thing that they did with this show. It, well, I, again, I'm, I, I'm I'm talking about Mandalorian more than Boba Fett, but obviously it's it, it's it's sort of the line's a little bit fuzzy right now, right? But yeah, <laughs> the smartest thing that they've done with this franchise right now is set it in a time where we don't know a lot about anything, and there's a good, like, 30-year gap that you can play in. It makes it so that when you need to, you can pull the nostalgia lever, and you can, you know, oh, there's a a Rancor, we could use that for something. Oh, there's a... Boba Fett's armor. Let's let's fold that in. Oh, you know, here's here's execute order sixty six again. Like you know, you can kind of you can kind of pull from all eras now um, where they are, while also you know just saying okay, the movies happened. We can't take those back. So like, just let's have some distance. But again, to me, the most interesting and the most exciting thing with this right now is use characters that we don't know a lot about to tell new stories as many new stories as you can. Some of them will hit, some of them won't. But that to me is why Marvel has been so successful with the MCU and why I think Star Wars should continue with what they're, and they're going to continue with what they're doing this way. Cause it's, it's satisfying your audience. You know, at, at the end of the day, that's what this is about. It breaks out of dollars and cents, but like you got to keep the audience happy. Audience is fucking happy with Mando. 
audience is fairly happy with Boba, but like really happy when Mando shows up. More like that, you know? But just yeah. look at the here's the thing though. They're gonna they're gonna run out of time at some point here. They're gonna sure. not only run out of time, they're at a limit of how big of a story they can go with, right? Sure. Because they are bookend by two of the biggest Star Wars stories there are. Well, so yes, yeah. Go ahead, but yeah, I'm just saying. Like you've introduced Grogu, who is like, in all honesty, one of the biggest things to happen to Star Wars in in decades. Right? Mm. He's bigger than fucking BB-8. He's bigger than fucking anything that happened in the sequels. He he's a huge deal. How? Is he not around in the sequels? How do you deal with that? So, right? I think well, that yeah. I think the the previous episode there's a line that to me is both like uh, it, it provides a lot of opportunity for what you're talking about. Okay, um, when Mando goes to see the armor, she she tells them about the fall of Mandalore. Okay, and mm-hmm. she says the Empire lasted for thirty years. Mandalore lasted for a millennia. And right. I think that Star Wars for, for forever has had such a limited scope at, for their universe. Like, think about Star Trek fans, right? Star Trek is this, like, weird and, and sort of more science-based technical franchise. Um, where over the years they've been smart enough to say, like, okay, you know, the Kirk era is over. Let's bring in Picard. Picard era ends, we'll go for, you know, Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Like, they've been able to evolve so that what Star Trek is, is the uh, collection of ideas of the Federation exploring space and, you know, the, the different races of, of aliens and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Star Wars has had such a narrow focus on the Skywalker mm-hmm. saga and everything around it that we... Ha- I don't even know that when they talk about the galaxy in those movies that... They're actually talking about the whole galaxy, you know? There could be such opportunity to expand in different directions. And and again, like, to me, the Cad Bane of it all, Grogu, Ahsoka, like, these characters, I think, can be springboards into the other end of the galaxy. Like, what is going on there during the rise of the First Order or beyond that, you know? I, I just think that that's the way that if they want to keep this going find ways to tell those stories and make those the interesting stories instead of, of constantly looking back and, and making like something like the force awakens, which is pulling from previous star Wars movies as inspiration, which is something that a new hope never did. A new hope was pulling from, it was a response to like serials and and shit like that. And flash Gordon, you know, at a certain point, I just hope that like these newer characters and these new ideas move the franchise into a direction where they're making their own new myths. And those I, myths I, are the things that carry the franchise on. That's that's what yeah, I want to see more than anything else. Yeah, but I don't see any indication that that's what's going to happen. Like, well, I think it's in its infancy right now, though. Like, but, I think that these the, characters being folded in are the things that indicate that maybe they are starting to do those things. Yeah, but I, I mean, the, the two of the characters you just mentioned were literally in scenes with... Luke Skywalker 
Like you're trying, you want it, you want them. But to I think branch. they're trying to validate that now to then go do things with them. I think that's that's what they're thinking. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, when you have when you write lines for Ahsoka, like, oh, you're so much like your father. Like that is just intertwining her with the Skywalker saga. Like, well, well but she has been her. though. That, but that's like she has been. That's that's who her character has been, right? Her for her whole so I existence. Just, I don't see where they all of a sudden just branch out there. Like it, I I know what you're saying, and I, I yeah. totally agree that it would be interesting. And and let's go on and build a new universe with these characters that you're establishing now. That's awesome. But nothing gives me an indication that that's the plan because they're tying them so deep into the star Wars saga right now that they're, they're just ultimately like you, you're just waiting to see how it plays out uh, into the force awakens, basically like how, where are they during that? That's what I, I guess that's, about. yeah, I guess that's the difference between us. Cause I'm not thinking in those terms. Like I, I don't care at all what these characters or these situations connect to those movies personally. Like they just don't, it, well, I, I, I think they're, I think they're separating it enough so that they could, go and branch off to do other stuff, you know? And I guess the new series will tell us whether or not this is even going to be on the table, right? So we'll know relatively soon, but... You're right. Like, I don't need them to connect it either. Like, and I don't yeah. want them to. I'm just telling you what, from what I'm seeing is, I don't think there's any other route for them to go here. They're just... That's where it's leading. And the end of these shows, because like I said, again, time's a, a, another thing here. Like, even if they want to go and branch out and do an entirely new galaxy or whatever you're saying, how many seasons are they going to need to do that? Like, this show isn't good. Like, none of these shows are going to last that long. You know what I mean? Um, sure. So, I don't know, man. I, I just, I feel like the gap that they have that has been established is going to be the timeline of these shows. And that's it. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, if I, they I, ever do do that, what you're saying... It's going to be a whole new, sh- whole new thing. It's a whole new trilogy or movie or whatever the fuck. These characters are too intertwined with what we've already known, or uh, you know, the between the books and the other animated shows and all that shit. This is already too in- intertwined. All right, that's Book of Boba Fett. God damn, finale next week. Yeah, this is the Steely Dan. You didn't mention Steely Dan once. This is a Steely Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking amazing. Alright, is that television? Are we finally done that shit? I think that wraps it up, right? I think so. Jack, play a whole bunch of fucking what you watch (laughs) so I can pee silently. Alright. This thing was ungoddamn believable. I will forever suck the almighty cock.
Because when I walked in Waterloo and smiled at people, they treated me like a vampire. Let me tell you my name. Uh, I'm confused. Talk to the Pope. He knows everything. Why? Because I have sunglasses on and I'm weird. In Toronto. Hey, hi, guys. You know me. Steve Spiros. Easy going? (laughs) fuck. That is not a what did you watch sound. I had three and they ran out, sir. So I did what I could (laughs) on the fly. Goddamn it. Holy fucking cocksucker. Oh, God. All right. Um, it's movie time. All right. Uh, I only ended up with two, and I think all three of us watched both of them, so. Oh, okay. Um, Pete, do you have... Sorry, Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, who's, wow. who's Pete? Who's Pete on what this fucking show? Fuck? You goddamn... Hey, Chad. Are you just... Before I start drooling, how big is it going to be? Thinking of Pete saying Chad... Or thinking of Pete saying Pete? Thinking of what? what? Did you watch, did you watch anything? What? Fuck it. All right. Chad. So, you Jack, you've seen, you've seen Mass and Jackass. Those are the two you've seen, right? Correct. Okay. So law do you I've got Kingsman, Moonfall. Those are the other two that I have. What how do we want to do this? How do I want to do this? I'm sorry, Kingsman and what? Moonfall. Moonfall. Oh my god. Uh yeah. I have national champions. Did you see it, Chad? Uh I've not seen national champions. No. No, no. I was really hoping both of you, if not one of you, would would have watched this because, you know, Super Bowl stuff. Sporting yeah, sports. it's still next week. Maybe it was this weekend, possibly, but it's next weekend. So, yeah. All right. Um, let me just get through it quickly, though. Um, here's a synopsis. Follows star quarterback who ignites. <laughs> this is this is okay verbatim. The synopsis. Follows star quarterback who ignites a player strike hours before the biggest game of the year in order to fight for fair compensation, equality, and respect for the student athletes. Oh, Not boy. the way I would promote a movie, but um, yeah, this uh, on the eve, a couple days before the college football national championship, and the star quarterback, the Heisman winner for for the year, decides he's going to boycott the national championship until there is a policy put in place for players to be paid for what they do. Um, his best friend on the team, Emmett Sunday played by uh, Alexander Ludwig, Stephen Jam, Stephen James plays uh, the quarterback, LaMarcus James and their coach is JK Simmons. Um, so these two players set a plan. They're not playing in the national championship, like the synopsis said, um, players get paid and they're sick of seeing, uh, you know, not only uh, the star athletes going on to get drafted, uh, making money off college football, but the all the other players, all the players that end up working at a fucking car wash or a fast food joint, um, not having anything to show for everything that they put into their college careers and college football, their blood, sweat and tears. Um really interesting concept here i'm not gonna lie to you i was uh i was just watching this i was like it's interesting that i never heard a lot about this movie because maybe a lot of people didn't want you to know a lot about this movie and Mm. it it came across my mind more than once while watching this Hmm. it's interesting to think if this ever really happened in the world 
if somebody cared <laughs> this much, you know, the fucking backup punter for fucking college football or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people that um, win or lose this game is not going to matter to anything in their life. They still have to get a real job and do real work and not be a millionaire. Like sure. the fucking starting quarterback is, the Heisman winner is. And it's a, it's just an interesting concept. I feel like this was not celebrated by a lot of people um, in a in a sporty fucking movie way that, you know, other football movies would be celebrated. Mind you, there's not a single scene of football in this film. There's no game action. We never see any anybody do anything sporty. It's all hotel rooms and fucking conferences and people trying to deal with the aftermath of uh, of uh, the tweet that LaMarcus James puts out that he's not doing it. It's about the the two players that are boycotting trying to get more players on their side and it's about those players either saying fuck you, I I I need to do this for my family or yeah, I'm with you. You know what I mean? There's mm. there's really there is a fucking interesting story here. J.K. Simmons is a great cast character. He is um, a celebrated fucking college coach that's never won a national championship. He's got a really bad fucking marriage. He's married to uh, Kristen Chenoweth, another great cast, because she's such a fucking bitch. She's got a gigantic forehead. There's, there's very few things that I focus on more than Kristen Chenoweth's forehead in this movie. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Mm. Um, so much, there's just so much to talk about in this film. And I, and I wonder how much this really is talked about in, uh, you know, in, in college football player circles or the executives, or if this would, it could ever happen. It would be fucking unbelievable if it ever did. I'll tell you that right now. No, I know the fucking these nil contracts and all that kind of shit, right? Like these, uh, they've taken the right steps into getting these players paid, but this, it's not along the same lines of what they're asking for in this film. Uh, they, they literally want to be compensated for their time and, and, and what they, what they mean to the universities and shit like that. Uh, Timothy Oliphant shows up in this. I had a back to back. I watched Boba Fett right after this. I was like, all right, oh, no. Timothy Oliphant. Fuck. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, this, I didn't hear a lot about this. Um, but I was, I was kind of surprised on how much I was into it. You know, it's a, mm. it's just a well-written fucking drama. David Koechner shows up as the head of the uh, the conference, one of the conferences in the national championship, and what, you know what it means to him if whether or not this game goes off. And uh, it's it's they just portray everyone almost right on what you expect them, how they would react, and how it would affect them. It's all about money, right? It's all about money. The 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 core here is J.K. Simmons. And what it means to his career, to his home life, and to his relationship with his players. He carries a lot of shit on his shoulders in this movie. And uh, they could have done a lot worse than casting J.K. Simmons. Because he's pretty great in here. And uh, Lil Ray Howery is his assistant coach. And he's pretty great too. Because he has a relationship with the players. And he's offered you know, um, a lot in this movie. As far as if you can handle this situation, we'll give you this, right? Tim Blake Nelson's in this. Jeffrey Donovan, um, 
it, there's just there's a lot of good stuff in this film, and I feel like um, I think I think you both would like it. To be honest with you, it's just it's something that this it's weird that it's not talked about more. Let me just put it that way. It's weird that this movie was kind of brushed aside and not uh, not fucking promoted too much. This is uh this is like a six and a half for me, but it, it's it's worth talking about if you guys ever watch it. I uh, the only thing I know about I knew J.K. Simmons was in it, but I think Russell Wilson produced this or like put some of the yeah. money behind it. Um, yeah, he, he's in it too. He shows up as himself in it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I I didn't know a ton about it. I, I know that the reviews have not like been all that kind to it either, but. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. That's it's kind of intriguing the the way you're describing. It. I think I might have to move this up my list a little bit because you know, I'm kind of interested. So, you know, did you like um, Draft Day with Costner a few years ago? I'm not. See, that actually that's why I don't watch Yellowstone. I'm not a Costner guy. I never watched Draft Day. So I'm Costner, I fucking hate Costner too. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> yeah. right, bad fucking uh, fucking reference. All right, forget that. <laughs> no, I'm I still I, uh, I I still I'm interested in this. I think I think I'm gonna check it out. Uh, it's just the you know the behind the heat behind the scenes shit that we never really get to the fucking hear about, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Sure. Um. Other than that, I you got, uh, got Mass and Jackass. I've got Kingsman yeah. and Moonfall. All right. Let me hear about Kingsman. The Kingsman. You mean Kingsman? Okay. Yeah. So. You got? Do you guys like the Kingsman movies? Like I do. The two. The two? Hmm. <laughs> All right. So yeah, this brings it back. This hasn't been reviewed on the Benchcast yet. I was asking you guys a few uh, days earlier. I don't think it's been reviewed yet. Yeah, this is a throwback. It's uh, the origin story of the Kingsman. It's a prequel. Uh, I feel like this is a movie that uh, Matthew Vaughn was like, I want to make a World War One movie action movie and uh hey let's uh let's make it a king's movie at the end uh this is how i feel about this movie because this is very much in that vein um the i mean it brings it back to, like i said to the world war one there uh it, it, it get it's meandering in a way um it jumps between like so ray fines is the main character of this movie he's playing the duke of oxford and he doesn't want his son connor uh to go to war uh, and then on the second part of this movie, it's playing with, uh, this villain of this movie. who's like the Scottish guy who, uh, is creating a lot of the events of world war one. So like shit's going down and he's orchestrating a lot of it. So it's like Ray finds and his organization trying to like counteract that. And his son is involved. And, uh, Reese Iphens is one of the strong parts of this movie. He's playing Rasputin, and if you look at the poster, he's the long-haired dude with the beard. He's really fun in this movie. He's one of the best parts of this movie. This movie is fine. Like, it, if there's a word to just describe this movie, it's just I. It's an I movie. It's it's I. Like, right. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, I, I like the other Kings movies. I think I like the first one the most of all of these. This scales back the comedy. Like, the comedy that's in the first two Kings movies is not here at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... Uh, it, it's just very straightforward. And there's very uh, very much... Ray Fiennes, Jaiman Hansu are front and center here. And it, it, it action scenes are really fun. 
But other than that, I just don't, I don't know where they're going with these movies. are just kind of like, I, I don't know why this is the one they decided to like be the prequel. Uh, you know, the, the one in 2015 came out. I thought it was fun. And then they came out with a sequel to Golden Circle in what, 2017 or 18. Mm. And this one, obviously the pandemic pushed it back and moved it around. But coming out with a prequel now, I don't think that anyone really cares that much. And it just feels very tacked on that this is a Kingsman movie. Like I said, it's a World War One movie and then action set pieces. And they're like, all right, Kingsman. Uh, it's kind of added on at the end, which is, I feel like that's how Matthew Vaughn got this movie made. He's like, I want to make this like World War One action movie. Uh, okay. Uh, you can't really do that, though. Uh, can I make it a Kingsman movie? All right, cool. Done. Sign on the dotted line. Done. Um, so <laughs> so this like does World War One play into the origin of the Kingsman? Is that what it's about? A little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's a Scottish villain who is like counteracting all the World War One events that are happening. He's mm-hmm. helping enact, and Ray Fiennes is like going to these countries and like delivering a secret service to help them out with what's happening. So yeah, it's just it just feels kind of jumbled and. I don't know. This movie is it's it's a fine movie. Like I said, action pieces are f- great, but like the it just jumps around too much. It doesn't really know what kind of movie this wants to be, and uh, at the end of the day, it just kind of falls, just kind of in the middle. It's it's a very mid a mid movie. So six mm. on ten is where I'm landing. Very soft six on ten. I think I like the first two Kingsman movies more than this. It's just very meh. It doesn't have that kind of flair that the other Kingsman movies have. It's just kind of blah. And it's going to be on uh, HBO Max and Hulu in a few weeks. I think February 18th is when it drops on there. It's just kind of meh. I don't know. It doesn't really stand out at the uh, with any of the genre by any means. So, yeah. Hmm, Six yeah. on ten for Kingsman, unfortunately. Right. Um, moon Landing? Oh, God. Moon. I saw... Uh, by the way, you... if you guys saw um, AMG, if it was available, I think the Asylum did Moon Crash. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> I was right. almost tempted to watch it. I have half of a, uh, I've half Hop Slam here. I'm going to chug this before this reveal. All right. So here we go. Oh, okay. oh shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, I chugged it. All right. Fucking Moonfall. <laughs> Roland Emmerich's new movie, 2022. Uh, so yeah, man, this is Roland Emmerich, who's done what White House Down, in Independence Day, in fucking Midway in 2012, 2012. 10,000 BC, Day After Tomorrow. It just goes on and on and on. Um, we've got Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, John Bradley here that are, like, attempting to be in a movie that they know is not a good movie, but they're like, hey, we're getting paid for this, so let's try to sell this as something. Um, So, yeah, the moon is falling. It's fallen here. (laughs) Is this not the most, like, basic (laughs) premise of a movie ever? Like, it's just like, hey, guys, the moon's going to fall. All right. If you don't deliver on that, then people are going to be mad at you. Uh, So So the moon's falling onto Earth? Is that what you mean by saying that? Correct. So, all right, I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get in the plot a little bit. All right. So, uh, Patrick Wilson's playing a him and Halle Berry are like astronauts in 2011 that are like cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're here. They're on a mission. 
They're on a mission, and all of a sudden, this fucking these black nanobot things attack them in 2011, and they fuck up their mission. And then it jumps ten years later, and they're like, "Oh, disgraced astronaut." uh brian harper so he's gotta like come back and figure shit out to help the moon from falling it's falling the moon's falling and there's nothing these people can do about it and he he's one of the people that can help save it um yeah and so it brings them all back and dude there's like a side story yeah (laughs) whatever jack just sent in the chat is exactly correct um Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna shit all over this movie. I'm sorry. Like, I'm so I won't listen. If a movie is like trying and it's bad and you know it's a bad movie, but it's trying, I'll, I'll give it some credit. This movie is like trying. And it's just bad and it just makes million. Hold on, I think it says this film was shot in Montreal for 138 to 150. 46 million dollar production budget making it one of the most expensive independently produced films of all time oh my yeah. god it's gonna make eight to nine million dollars in the united states this weekend um i don't know Na- nationwide i'll probably make like 15 either way man fuck rolling them like fuck you dude like this this is not a good movie in any sense of the word like there's nothing even about this it's fun um there's a, sti- a side story going on with, like, Patrick Wilson. So, Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, and John... What's his fucking name? The dude... Love it. John Bradley. John Bradley, oh. who's playing Sam from Game of Thrones. They're, they know what kind of movie they're in, and they're trying as much as they can. Um, but at the end of the day, you're in a really shitty movie, so there's only so much you can do. Um, there's, like, a side story going on while they're in space of their families, like, going through this, like, Walking Dead universe of, like people that are scavenging and like trying to like attack them <laughs> it's happening like why are, why are we like involved with this at all like we're going to the moon um it, it's so bad like the, donald sutherland shows up for like five minutes and he's in a wheelchair what? yeah he, he shows up in a scooter for no reason other than it explains some exposition of what's happening and then he just leaves and you never see him again there's a there's a lot of weird exposition dumps in this movie um like i said they're like the moon is gonna fall it's not just the moon is falling the moon might be hollow as well it might be hollow (laughs) who fucking knows and also the aliens might have created the moon they might have created it and so if the aliens created the moon what is life and so it's like this whole thing dude I, I I can't this movie's not even like stupid fun. It's just fucking stupid. I feel like that uh Billy Madison fucking me uh what is it? It's like we all feel dumber, like more dumb because of this movie. Mm. I just yeah, feel yeah. like that should play in repeat of me dis- describing the synopsis of this movie. Like <laughs> I'm I'm more because of this. It it's not even fun dumb. It's just fucking dumb. It's so bad. Like <sighs> they're they're Patrick Wilson, Holly Berry, and John Bradley are trying as much as they can. They're like, they know they're in a B movie, but like, the B movie is like surpassed them at this point. It, it is so awful. I I can't even describe how really bad this third act of this movie is. Like, it, it's not that they're just like joking around it. Like, they're, they're taking it super serious, and I just can't. I can't, dude. Like, it's brutal. It, it is fucking atrocious. This is a two. This is a two on ten for me. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, no, man. Like, this isn't even fun, bad, or like jokey, bad. It's just bad, bad. 
please do not ever waste your time with this movie. Like, just don't. Just don't. Like, this Roland Emmerich guy is, like, trying to hold on to some, like, subclass of a movie that's not a thing anymore. Like, 2012, 10,000 BC, these are just not good movies. Like, just stop. Like, they're, they're bad. They're just fucking awful bad. Like, these are so bad. And this movie is fucking bad. It's super bad. It's not a good movie at all. I don't know what else to say about it other than just, like put my butthole on my microphone and shit on top of it like <laughs> that's how i feel about it it's I, I just fucking hate it i don't want to talk about it anymore it's a two on ten fuck it's, moonfall like <laughs> it's amazing that this guy still gets like like uh, not b actors like I, I still consider he's getting a actors yeah, for these i mean movies. yeah holly berry and patrick wilson are fucking probably a-list right actors right like they got mad yeah. paid for this movie, so I mean, oh, yeah. they got yeah, so like good on them. They're trying at least with what they're given, but like it's not a good movie. Like they so, they know what they're signing up for. At the end so of the this day. this movie, I mean, it, it's looked like shit for for months, and you know, it, this is nothing <laughs> I'm ever gonna watch. But no, I have two don't. separate stories about this movie. <laughs> so the first one. When I was at uh, Pete's Bar for Secret uh, Hangout Palooza, uh-huh. um, I insisted that we watch the teaser trailer for this movie because I maintain it is one of the funniest teaser trailers of all time. <laughs> um, it's like 60 seconds and, you know, it just shows like outer space and the moon and it's like in 2022, the moon comes for us, moonfall. <laughs> you know, it's perfect. It's perfect. The other thing, I happened to be over at a friend's house earlier this week fixing their computer. And while I'm sitting there fixing the laptop, she's got uh, Jimmy Fallon on the TV. Now, I never watch the night shows because I, I don't, it's just not my thing. And right. this one is Jimmy Fallon interviewing Halle Berry. And she's talking and, you know, they're laughing, ha ha ha, you know, oh, you know, what's this funny anecdote, whatever. And Halle Berry. <laughs> Gets into a story um, about making Moonfall. And then they throw to a clip from Moonfall. And the clip that they chose was of Halle Berry talking to some, like, I don't, I don't, I have no context for it. But, like, some guy that tosses her a badge and he's like, okay, you're in charge now. And it's like a 15, 20 second clip. And all I could think in my head was, your movie's called Moonfall. You're talking about how you have to see it on IMAX, and the clip you chose was of, like, two corporate bureaucrats with one of them tossing a laminate badge to the other one. And that's how you're advertising this movie? I mean, it's a little, it's a little much, but... Also, Moon Crash, starring uh, Mallrats lead actor Jeremy London. So. Jeremy London, yes. Congrats. Chatsy, you guys see Moon Crash. <laughs> hey, if if you sad motherfuckers ever watch Moonfall, I pity you. How about that? Okay, I warned you on this binge cast. It's fucking dog shit, and I it's like two hours and like eight minutes or something. Oh. It's brutal. It's fucking brutal. Like, and I looked over at like two other people that were screening this movie, and like this is not good, right? And they're like, this is bad. This is so bad. Like it's. <laughs> Just a brutal movie. Like, don't waste your time. Don't support Roland Emmerich. He fucking sucks. Man, that's that's a skip it. Oh, skip it. it. Two on ten. Two out of ten. Two, two. Two out of ten. Terrible. Yeah, there you go. Oh. 
Fantastic. All right. <laughs> um, Mass, is this the this the fucking Steely Dan of the movies? Mm. I think so. Do we have any more? Jack, you have Nightmare Alley too, though, don't you? I was trying to get to it, but I, I didn't get yeah. it done in time, so. Oh, oh, okay, you didn't finish it. Okay. Yeah, I ran out of time. So is that it? Mass yeah. and uh, the Biggie? Yeah, yep. Mass and the Biggie. Let's do it. All right. So Mass, something Pete MC talked about greatly. It was on his, I think it was like fucking top two of his. I feel like it was, yeah. yeah. Know, I'm thinking about it. Favorite movies of the year. Um, it's about four people sitting in a room talking about some shit that went down. So I you know, finally decided to check this out. You guys all check this out with me, right? Yes. I watched it instead of that Charlie Hunnam movie because I said, hey, are you guys watching this? And then no one responded. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting myself through it. If none of you are, I'll watch the movie you watch. So, yeah. I, I, it's probably I, a good decision. Yeah. yeah I, but it did I feel look, good about it. Wow. Charlie Hunnam and Mel Gibson? Well, I mean... if you honestly want to know what swayed my decision, I clicked on the AMG poster, um, and it said mm-hmm. one hour, 51 minutes, and then I clicked on the AMG poster of this, and it said one hour, 51 minutes, and I said, I'm picking this other movie instead. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel good about it, because you guys watched it, so hey, we can all three review it. There you go. Yeah, we can all talk about it. Uh, I was excited about it, because Pete was so fucking blown away by this movie, right? Like, yeah. Um, we got, it's a movie carried by four characters, um, that are coming together at a church, talk about the events of a mass shooting at a school. Um, this is a very, very deep film. Mm. Um, parents of the shooter and parents of one of the kids that was shot. Mm. Um, those parents are played by Jason Isaacs and uh, Martha Plimpton, who I will want to get back to in a minute. And the shooter parents are played by Ann Dowd and Reed Burney. Um, Martha Plimpton blew me away in this movie. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I can't even like talk about anything else right off the hop because you like. I haven't seen this. You know, I haven't. I know who she is. We all know who she is. She was. Big for a hot second in the eighties, maybe nineties had maybe something or other, but I mean to grab her and throw her in the mix of a such a dramatic, dialogue-driven film is not. She's not the name that jumps to the head of the list for me here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a it's not a draw for me. But sure. I was blown away by how fucking phenomenal she was in this film. I'll be honest with you right now. Did you get her? I think her and Ann Dowd are amazing in this movie. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with both female performances for sure. Yeah. Jack? I actually, blown away, honestly, by, by all four of them. Like, I, I thought that, yeah. I thought that all four of them were doing, like, vastly different things from one another. Mm-hmm. And it, I thought it was a really interesting, um, look at like you know with, with empathy right like like being able to yeah, empathize with one person but then somebody else taking a conversation in like a slightly different direction so that you understand like these are like all four of these people's lives are irrevocably destroyed by this yeah and, and it, yeah. It, it had nothing to do with any of the four of them 
you know, and and the, like I, all four of them, I thought were were like astoundingly good. Yeah, I I agree. I just think that the two women had a, a little bit more to do than yeah. Isaacs and Bernie. But yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. They are all fucking amazing. Even the Judy, the the, the she's like the the pre and the post, like the, the yeah, 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 yeah. I think she was amazing. Like she's like fucking really funny. Like she's so uncomfortable. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, everybody... yeah. Delivering a little bit of comedic relief in a movie that has right. absolutely zero of it. So yeah, <laughs> Which... I'm like, all right, thank you for that. Oh God. yeah, I, I remember her roasting. from um, uh, Mr. Mercedes. I, I liked yeah, her in that was... too. Yeah, yeah, she was amazing. Um, but Jack, you touched on the thing here. Yeah, like the, you guys, what you know, these people have been through, and that that's what I love about this plot here or not this plot but this dialogue here is that it's told in layers right i don't even know if it's told in layers but it's it's delivered in layers and dowd comes in and she's obviously she's of recent memory right like um she's a fucking cunt <laughs> like everything she's there she's the worst she's the fucking oh, uh, worst. Oh, uh, yeah she's the worst but she's amazing always oh yeah. absolutely yeah You're correct yeah you leftovers like oh my god Jesus leftovers god. and handmaid's tale like she's yeah. this absolutely fucking worst human being on earth well, okay and, so. and fucking hereditary yes yeah. Yeah. It's the worst so she comes in and she's just and, and you and you you can't help but like because i i don't know this is me i i just like the way she's she's approaching this meeting you just feel like oh fuck this smug bitch you know what i mean like but but the way I'm talking about layers is she's, you know, you figure out that she's, she's acting this way, not even acting this way. She is this way because of the absolute fucking horrendous hate that they have went through for so fucking goddamn long. And this is her way of dealing with it. And I absolutely fucking love this about her and her husband here. And you're right, Jack, everyone's great in this movie. Her husband is very different. He's almost, he's defensive, but it's right. almost like he schooled himself into not reacting to a exactly. way to anyone talking to him, right? But exactly. he still wants to relay the fact that he has facts, right. that he has looked into all of these situations. He's looked into all the fucking, uh, the, the, the crime scene and all that kind of shit. And at the same time, He's he's just he, the way he's delivering it is almost like infuriating, but he's correct. Like you know what I mean? Like he's doing a great job in how he's doing it. Uh, this right. there's so many layers here for every character. This is one of the m- most well acted films I've seen in a very very long time. Yeah, I think yeah. there's something to be said for a movie being an hour and fifty one minutes and it doesn't feel that way because of just the four core characters yeah. the whole thing and Absolutely. yeah it's fucking emotional it's brutal and uh, yeah I think they take you on a ride for certain um, mm. yeah did you guys feel one way or the other about the other side of this or did you, like I don't know how did you feel like leaving um, this like between the two sides I don't know I'm just. I let me say this, and that's why I brought up the layers. I, I felt yeah. one I way other coming different, a different. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. At different no, times, saying, film, yeah. at different times of the film, I felt different ways. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just, yeah. 
and it's just it's the dialogue and the performance that that leads me down that path yeah. and it and, but some scenes a character starts talking and i feel different by the time they're done talking about yeah. that character you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, yeah it was i just have a hard time connecting because i have no kids and like i'm watching this as like a non-parent and so it's like oh I, i'm just looking from acting uh yeah so it's yeah it's a little bit different but yeah uh, jack obviously you too uh, we're the same but sure yeah. <laughs> but Sorry. but no like i, I... <laughs> holy shit the hop, hop slave sounds like it's kicking in right now dude. <laughs> oh, I, I just finished number two sorry boy um number two hop slam oh, we're good hmm. no i i thought that uh there was like so many th- there were so many moments where while well, you were saying like conversation starts you feel one way and it kind of goes somewhere else I-, I could feel myself like like wishing that certain characters didn't say what they were saying as it was starting to come out you know like yeah. like there yeah. there are moments where you know uh, say like Jason Isaac's character you can tell that like something has struck a nerve with him and he's he's losing his composure and he's starting to go into an, a territory of like a, you know accusing somebody it, exactly what he was telling right. his wife not to do at the beginning of the conversation and right. as an as like a viewer I was just like oh man uh, rein that in you know like I, I felt like a real active participant in the almost like the conversation that they were having in a sense, which was yeah. really impressive uh, from the actors and, and the directing. I mean, I'm not sure how, but this guy was able to to make this movie engaging and obviously entertaining with really one room, a table, four chairs, and, and like, you know, some coffee, a couple bottles of water, and, and like a potted plant and a box of Kleenex. Um, yeah. It's yeah. impressive. It's really impressive. Um, and it's, I love how you describe that because everything you brought up there has its own moment, right? Like the mm-hmm. water has a moment. The potted plant has a huge moment. The, right. like the coffee, like everything, everything plays into the uncomfortableness here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like every time they, like he gets up and he wants to have the water and he asks everything, everything, every line of dialogue here matters. And that's, yeah. that's fucking great, man. Really good. Jason Isaacs is a great fucking cast here because we've seen this guy so intense, and you know that's right under the the, the like the layer of of what he's presenting here, right at this meeting. Mm-hmm. Like you know, this guy wants to fucking just fucking pound the other fucking father like to right. death. You know that without him ever coming out and saying it, you just get that feel from this guy, whether it be from what we've seen him do in his past acting or whatever or just the way that he's fucking presenting himself this guy is an intense fucking dude and it's a great cast here yeah definitely works Mm -hmm. but um i do have two very small gripes with the movie um having said as much as i as much as i really did love this movie and i felt like it resonated and i liked a lot about it there were two things that bothered me. The first of which was at the moment where the story reveals exactly what happened. And mm-hmm. they say, like, I think Jason Isaacs is the one who says, because your son shot and killed mine. I think that's the line. Right. At that moment, the cinematography of the movie changes where everything was on a tripod before that. And it was sort of like full frame. 
Right. After he says that line, the rest of the movie is shot with handheld cameras, and the aspect ratio changes to super widescreen, like super 16-9 widescreen. I, I hate when filmmakers do this. And Ooh. it's 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 it happens in like a couple movies that I can remember. Life of Pi was one where it has like four different aspect ratios throughout it. I think it's pretentious. I think it's stupid, and it totally took me out of the movie the moment that I saw it. I was just oh, like, wow. "Why are you doing this?" You know, it, it was kind of like the first thing I thought of, and I'm surprised that Pete didn't bring this up. But the first thing I thought of was Pete's argument against Succession and the way that Succession Succession is shot. Because it's always mm-hmm. handheld camera and the camera's moving a little bit. This movie halfway through does that. And I was shocked when I was watching it. I was like, Pete didn't even know, like, he didn't even bring this up. I can't believe that, you know? Um, I guess it speaks to the, the performances, right? Because he must have been so into that. But, um, yeah, wow. for a movie that I was into as much as I was, for the for the core emotional, like, crux of things to start going in a different direction, for the movie to just, like, hit me in the face with, like, oh, now we're going to be fucking artsy, you know... Uh, handheld new aspect ratio. I was like, fuck off, dude. That's pretentious and stupid. It's a bad oh, idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, um, that didn't affect me at all because well, I watch this at work and obviously sure. it's a bunch of movies. I felt most of the time I didn't even have to look, right? So right. the minimal times that I do look, I don't think that aspect change affected me. Like, well, I do know. It didn't affect me whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. A- but... um. So that that bothered me a little bit. And then the second thing that bothered me... So I'm going to bring up another movie that's about a school shooting. Elephant, the Gus Van Sant movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to really love that movie, too. I thought it was interesting. And and obviously, like, the whole one-take idea of a lot of those scenes is really well executed in that movie, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's an aspect to that movie where they make a point of showing you that those two guys before they go and shoot up the school, we're really into playing violent video games. And in this script, sure enough, twice, they bring up the fact that the kid that shot up the school played a lot of violent video games. Now, I play a lot of violent video games. I play a lot of non-violent video games. I hate that argument. And I hate that argument when it's brought up about video games or movies being the reason that somebody goes and does something stupid. And for a movie that's as strong as this is, I hate that that is a detail in this movie that otherwise has what I think is like a bulletproof script, you know? Um, I think it's just like a really reductive idea to put into something as serious as, you know, a a movie about the fallout of a school shooting. Um, They don't focus on it a ton, but the fact that it's there immediately graded me. And I was like... Why? Why are you adding this? Like, what are you? You're trying to get in some like slight political thing here, and it doesn't need to be there. That's that shouldn't. You don't need it. So I, I felt like it was a step too far for me. But see, okay, I'm totally disagreeing with that because okay. I feel like it's brought up for a very specific reason, and that is what was reported. As to what Jason Isaac, uh, Isaacs and Martha Plimpton read about this kid. And then we get, like, like, it's just, I think it's actually working for the movie in the exact same way you're describing why you don't like it. They're okay. bringing it up because that's what they read about this kid. And Ann Dowd and, and Reed Bernie are, are saying, like, it, that 
didn't matter. Like that has nothing to do with it, right? Like that they're making your argument in the movie. I mm. think it's just it's because of how the media presented this story, exactly what you're saying. Like exactly what you're you're saying. Like this shouldn't be a part of what the media says. I think that's why it's brought up in the film. Okay. And I think okay. it's the, and, and, it, and it's erased immediately, like you said, because Ann Dowd and 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 her husband are kind of just like like that's bullshit. Like why are you re- like that's just what you read. You didn't know him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like that's how I took it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I remember it specifically. But I think it's actually being delivered in the way that you're making your exact argument. Chad, what I, is your take on that? I think, I, th- I think we lost Chad. Sorry, <laughs> right, I just peed. Uh, I'm All right. <laughs> he didn't hear any of that. He has no take on what we were talking about. Nothing. nothing. No, I just, <laughs> oh, God, God. Sorry, I peed. Uh, I had to pee. All right, let's not go over it. Let's not go over it. Nah, well, you, you know what I'm saying, Jack? I just feel I like it's brought for that reason that you're saying. The exact reason you're saying. So so I I think that's that's interesting that we had different reads of that because mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of um Doubt this movie, right? Like similar uh-huh. kind of kind of vibe where obviously Doubt has, you know, more locations and more actors, but it comes down to the script and by the end of it you you kind of have to make a decision on what you think happened versus what might have really happened and right. even the characters in the movie might have acted in one way but they you know it ends with what you know she says like i have my doubts right like even even she doesn't doesn't necessarily know exactly what happened there i think it's interesting that i brought up one side of that you brought up the other and i don't know if i necessarily read it the same way you do you know so yeah. i think that actually makes the script even better than I thought before, which is pretty awesome, I think. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so what do we give? Uh, what do we give? Mass on ten. Chad. Um, <laughs> uh, hold on. I got it somewhere around here. <laughs> what? Do you, what? Do you, um, oh, I've got this what? at a a hot, soft. Actually, is a str- strong six on ten. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I almost hicked up in the mic and almost choked. Uh, almost puked in the mic. It's, it's a soft seven on ten. Six, soft or strong six. Oh god, I can't talk. Uh, it's fine. Oh my god! We got two movies left. Okay, I've had a lot of alcohol. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Like he had it in his pocket, and then he read two different. <laughs> uh, no, I have it here. I have it written down. Mass um, is a uh, strong six on ten for me. It's a strong six, strong six on ten for me for Mass. Isaac's top great performer. Okay, thank you. Wow, <laughs> Jack, what do you got? <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I've got a, uh, I've got a, uh, I've got a strong eight on ten. Oh, yeah. fantastic! Yep. I, uh, I have also, I have a soft eight on ten. I um, mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed this uh, back and forth from these uh, four prolific fucking uh, performers. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. 
out of nowhere, Martha Plimpton shows up in this movie, and you're kind of like, what the fuck? And then she blew me away. That's why I was just so taken back by her. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get to uh, the big one, that being Jackass Forever. Hmm. All right. We all saw this very recently. Oh, Chad, mm-hmm. when did you see this? Last week? Uh, yeah, early this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, we've all uh, already talked about our um, kind of like our fucking backlog of watching these movies. We've mm-hmm. uh, covered that in the voicemail. We're all very up to date on our jackass, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was so fucking amped going into this, man. Like, I. I fucking love these movies so much. I grew up with Jackass. It's just been a part of my uh, existence, man. Like, Jackass started in, what, 2000? I was fucking 11 years old. <laughs> like, like <laughs> literally 11 years old. Like, And I remember it airing on MTV. Like, that's you're not supposed to watch that. Oh, what the fuck is that? And then I remember watching it and, like, oh, you're not supposed to do crazy stunts in your backyard, like flipping into fucking branches and shit. And I was all up, dude, I was, I have been obsessed with Jackass since I was a fucking 11, 12 year old. So it has been ingrained in me, dude. Like, yeah, for certain, I, I was so pumped for this fucking movie. I, yeah, right up my alley, seen them all. And like I said, I, I, my, my good buddy has never seen all of them through. So like, we went Jackass, Jackass 2, 2.5, 3, 3.5, all of them leading up to this. We watched, like, probably the first season and, like, half the second season. But, yeah, man, this is a... Are we going to, like, convert people that have never seen a Jackass movie to watch a Jackass movie? Probably no. not. You know, right. yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> if this is your cup of tea, you're going to fucking love this shit. Because it's yeah. fucking, like, it's just the bread and butter of Jackass. Like, bringing it all... Here's the thing. My my thing with, like, the jackass guys, it's always been about the camaraderie and the friendship. Like, yeah, they're doing shitty things. They're fucking shocking their nuts. But at the end of the day, you, like, look over and, like, Steve-O's still concerned that, like, Johnny Knoxville's getting hit by a bull. Right. Or, like, yeah, man, it's always been the camaraderie of these this group of friends and they love jackass. And, like, you can't, like, nothing you're going to say that, like, makes me, like, touched on them i fucking have such a good time with these movies and i'm not gonna like convince anyone to watch them and don't already like them so yeah mm. I, I guess we can talk about the stunts like what what do you got law jack what do you what do you got what do you got no <laughs> I, well it's interesting you brought up you brought up something i want to talk about it's okay. come up camaraderie the 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 you know the the friendships and all that kind of shit <clears throat> this movie is missing a big thing for me no shit. Um, I had a lot of nostalgia watching Jackass Three. Like, um, and it's even brought up in this film. Steve brings it up. The whole uh, end credit scene where they show them as kids, you know, mm-hmm. where they started and where they are now. And it, they did it. Like, Jackass Three is is the ultimate. It's it's the mountaintop of Jackass for me. I fucking absolutely love Jackass Three. I'm like you, Chad. I watched every fucking episode. I own the CKY tapes on fucking VHS. I watched all the other fucking spinoffs. Um, I've seen every movie in the theater. Um, <clears throat> I can't help but state just what is the truth for me, that this movie is not the same. Oh, interesting. Bama Jera is such a humongous part of Jackass for me. Mm, really? He, 
is absolutely one of the greatest fucking performers. And by performers, I mean the way he fucking gets his ass kicked is a huge deal for me. Now, Mm. I don't think it would have been as noticeable for me had they not added all these new people. I don't think any of these new people, aside and from Pete, which made me laugh the entire film. <laughs> yes, dude. See, really? Okay. Every single time they brought this guy's name up, <laughs> and I fucking lost our minds. Yeah. His name's Poopy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, you didn't like Zach Ass? I fucking thought Zach no. was great. Man. You know dude. why? They already have a giant fat guy. They mm, didn't need to add another giant fat guy. Yeah, but is he like himself into like giant cacti and shit oof that's another lift yeah they had their moments but Mm -hmm. to be honest with you none of them i didn't enjoy any of their personalities on the camera they added nothing to the jackass family for me absolutely really okay so that's interesting because i here's the thing i fucking hate bam i don't like bam i think i think no 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 i think i like ryan dunn but i think bam and his whole so they're the original California LA contingent of Jackass. They're the New York and like Pennsylvania guys. Yep. And I think I think that Bam's shit with Jackass was always like vendetta and personal and it just didn't feel like Jackass to me. Like I listen, I I liked I watched Viva the Bam, I watched them all, but him like fucking up his dad and mom and shit, it just got old after a while, man. Like I don't know. It just it just didn't resonate with me at all and so like that i I fucking i think bam jazz cky that is my least favorite part of jackass like honestly it really is like i I don't enjoy any of them i think they're annoying uh i really like ryan dunn because i thought he was funny but like i didn't miss bam at all in this and so bam is in that one skit the the skit that they all like go on the treadmill with uh the band yeah Mm -hmm. so he's in that one skit that you see that it was like cut before but he's in that one thing but and and, like listen bam has always been a good support for the most part but i didn't miss him in this movie man i just didn't i I thought the new characters were really fun i really liked poopies i thought rachel wolfson I, uh, she's almost too good for a jackass like right she's like licking the tasers like oh wait she's way right. too good for this like it's not even affecting her she's just like right. fuck you <laughs> so like yeah, yeah oh, jasper from loiter squad i thought he was good uh, hold on yeah. why is that good for jackass she licks a taser and gets stung in the lip by a scorpion and just sits there like there's nothing there's no reaction at all why is that I think Poopies and Jasper and Zach, the other characters, are kind of funny around her. Like, I, I don't know. I, I they really worked for me. I think they're they just meshed with the other characters. But I think, yeah, her specifically, she's just kind of like, yeah, her own thing. She's the only girl, but yeah, she's almost too yeah above it, and she just like destroys it. And it's like, oh, okay, that's not that funny. She just but... wants to be so, um, like she just it just feels to me like she's like. I can do this. Watch me do it. And honest to God, that plays out like it does, it's not fun for me. Like okay. she licks the taser and just smiles. Why is that jackass? Why is that fun? I want to see her lick a taser and, <laughs> and fucking and have her face fucking explode. Like, you know what I mean? Like I right. need some sort of fucking reaction to, to what's happening. Um, Her 
this Jasper guy, I think, is the worst addition to the fucking movie. I absolutely nothing to this film for me. Not even his dad as an addition. Although the the fucking spider tube thing was funny, I, I enjoyed that. Well, tr- so Tremaine uh, directed Loiter Loiter Squad was the Cartoon Network Adult Swim version of Jackass for a little while with like mm-hmm. Tyler the Creator and uh, a lot of the Odd Future guys. So that's where Jasper the African American came from. So yeah, I, I never watched much of that. I just know that's where like he came from in general. I, I so. just. He he added nothing for me, absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. I mean, the the other guy, the what was the fat guy's name? Sorry, Zach uh, Zach ass. He's Zach ass on like Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, because he's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's the best newcomer in my eyes. Um, he he has some of the best stuff. That the cat, cacti. He, oh my god, dude! Yeah. The the falling <laughs> off the fucking lift in the furniture store. Obviously, yeah. a great thing. But that's all because of Knoxville. Listen, I I love this. I love this fucking stunts i you know there's a lot of good stuff here but i can't help but this it's missing something for me it, it's missing a huge part of it mm-hmm. i was worried going in that that was going to be a big thing and by the end of it it was and it was only it was only fucking like brought to notice so much by me is because they tried pushing these other four four feet people on me like i just didn't really? care about man, oh, I did. huh. oh, man i did see i i, just I actually yeah, i thought it was a good Jack, mix yeah where did you come yeah okay yeah i, yeah, I didn't okay so I, I really like bam um always have uh, viva la bam again there was a show watched with my dad yeah. all the watched time the whole like thing. watched loved. the whole thing fucking Don Vito before he was a fucking pederast uh it was awesome mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it was just great um yep. Usually take my dad to see the Jackass movies. This time it was just, you know, Meg and I went. I knew Bam wasn't going to be in it very much, if at all. Um, was surprised he was in the one sketch. But it didn't really bother me too much that he wasn't there. I mean, I think maybe if I had watched the other stuff uh, leading up to this movie, I would have noticed it more. But it just didn't... It never... It, while I was watching the movie, it never occurred to me. Because I think I've always been a Knoxville guy to begin with. And mm-hmm. he's Thank just you, like yeah. he. I, I think he's the, like the the beating heart of of Jackass. Like I don't think that it would be happening unless he Absolutely. was the one kind of kind of you know steering the ship. Um, Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, like I, I just I I kind of I've seen plus like recently if if you just search on fucking social media or whatever all the shit that Bam has put out in the last like two years about this movie and how he's gonna sue everybody and that it's terrible and. You know, basically, the reason he's not involved is because they had a list of demands that he had to go to rehab, he had to stay clean, all that stuff. Like, it's just kind of fucking sad that he now looks the way that his dad did and, you know, all that stuff. It it, it sucks that he's not in it, but it didn't bother me or it didn't really even enter my mind very much while I was watching the movie. Um, And I thought that the new cast... I mean, it's not like they're all doing top tier shit right out the gate, but yeah, it's like you said, the guy's name is Poopies. That's funny every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you can't beat that. That's you can't, that, That's you know that that's great. Um, the fact that uh, uh, what's her Rachel Wolfson's her name? Rachel Wolfson. Um, yeah, Wolfson. Yeah. I thought she had one of my favorite laughs in the movie, and it would only work because of like you know, given all the Me Too shit, but like. 
<laughs> the scorpion's oh, the crawling across her boob, and she's like, yeah. "Get it off me! Get it off me!" Bobby's just, just like, "I can't! Like, I can't without your consent!" She's like, yeah, "Consent! Yeah. I consent! I fucking consent! Get it he off says, me!" Once you tell me, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> that's that, that's all Pontius. That has nothing to do with her. Come sure, on. but he can't do that joke unless there's a woman sitting in the seat. I'm just saying, like, uh, it still is a woman. funny sketch to me. You know, sure, it could be Ooh, anyone, but it was her. So I'm not. You know, okay, it could be any woman, yeah, but it was her, so she's in the movie. Yeah, no, it was funny. I, dude, um, I... God, I had such a fun time with this movie. Like, I was, was laughing so... from beginning to end. Like, the, exactly. I, I did not stop laughing at this movie, really, it, at all. It's the last cons- consistent comedic series, honestly. Like, literally, like, uh, like it, it's just... The first Jackass movie is, what, 2002? Second mm-hmm. was 06, third was 2010. It's been 12 years, guys. Like, 12 years. And... The, Still making me laugh. Like, yeah, there was bad grandpa. I was like 13, I think. Dude, I just, I, these movies just do it, man. Like, I just have a good time. I don't need to, like, I don't know. There's nothing about these movies that I need to, like, uh, like, on a prep or it's just, it's presented to you. It is what it is. They're fun as fuck. I fucking love these movies, man. I love the Jackass guys. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, eight on 10 for Jackass Forever. That's, that's where I'm going. Eight, what? eight, man, eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love. Look at. I love the Jack guys, guys too. Like I, 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 I like you. I haven't grown. I wasn't eleven when they started. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop <laughs> bragging, Jim Log. Is you're twenty one, you asshole. I'm just I, saying I, they were a huge part of uh, <laughs> my fucking my fucking shitty years when I was in my fucking 20s um but yeah they were a big part of my life when i moved out i fucking would just throw on fucking jackass all day and just watch them um and i i just listen danger aaron is the fucking star of this movie for yeah, me. yeah. Like, had, uh, every funny to... skit is dude is, um, yeah so do you do you guys have like your favorite skits of this movie because i have those written down as well even. oh wow um i think think jeez okay go with yours i'll see if i can make all right so silence of the lambs i thought was amazing i love that sketch so much dude dude oh my god Um, and it brings back aaron and dave england so much that you're like they're kind of the og guys and like dave's like aaron don't respond to me please and he's like what do you want me to say like what do you want me to do for you like they've right. been together for so long he's like i can't do anything and they're like it's so fucking just like you have to know these guys for so long and like being in this situation i fuck right. dude yeah sons and lambs is up there the steve-o fucking b scene in this movie oh, oh my god funny. Oh, oh my dude. god dude, dude. when We're he's fucking <laughs> when he's moving and the whole colony's dude. moving Oh my god! Flailing oh, around and just oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, um, brutal fucking god! Brutal. Uh, favorite favorite sketches. Yeah, well, they did a lot of recreating classic stuff, like the cup test, of course. Sure. Francis and Ghana came, punched Aaron instead of. Oh uh, my god! Johnny. The fucking po- not that it was my favorite, but the pogo stick one. Oh, oh, oh you just, my god! You, so, oh you my saw god. that, you know? I was like, god damn it. Um, Pontius oh, flattening his man. dick out, and then, <laughs> then Knoxville playing ping pong with it. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's brutal. It's fucking brutal. Oh my god. Yeah, and then of course Knoxville getting knocked out by the bull was like, holy shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, so that thing like 
yeah, like changed his perspective. Like he's like, oh, I'll never do another Jackass movie because of this. I redid this and I got brain hemorrhages and I fractured yeah. my wrist and shit. Like, yeah. Redoing that from 06, like all these years later, which is crazy to think about. That's, Jesus that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I really want more Jackass, but at the same time, I'm glad that like nobody's dead. So probably best well, to well, move on. Well, 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 yeah, but, but. <laughs> Well, <laughs> not from Jackass, let's say. Well, yeah. Well, but, well, yeah. Again, though, you guys are you're giving your your best skits, and it's all the guys, right? Oh, of it's course, these new of course. Guys. They don't these new guys. They don't do anything in the movie really memorable, and I'm glad they have them. Look, they got to fill. Uh, like these guys don't want to do everything anymore, right? And I get it. They're passing the torch. Fucking Pontius even says it at one point. Like, right? They, we're passing the fucking torch here. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I get it. I understand that. But they're just... They're just not the same. It's mm-hmm. just that nostalgia thing is taking away from there. Seeing this Jasper guy go down a fucking slip and slide uh, on a chair. It just, it just wasn't... Yeah, wasn't he, any... he really he really didn't do much of anything. Now that I'm, fa- I mean, it, it, the only reason that I think it was good to have him there was to get to get Dark Shark for a couple of sketches. Dark Shark, I forgot his name. Dark Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just, just Knoxville calling out Dark Shark a couple. Uh, that's that's yeah. worth that's worth it he's right like, there. Get it together, Dark Shark. Yeah, he's like yeah. Dark Shark. But no. come on, on your arm, I Dark love, Shark. Just I love out your arm. so much. Yeah, Knoxville's so f- dude. That's what I mean, though. But he created this whole thing off of this. It's just like, oh, this is my persona, and yeah, he's still wearing a big belt buckle and fucking faux hawk in 2022, and it's working for him. So (laughs) he's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, But you know what? Bam, Bam was right there for me. I get you. You don't like him, Chad, but he's the other. He's the other half of Jackass for me. He is. Okay. He, He absolutely is. And seeing these new guys, these new guys get their own skits during the movie, and I'm just kind of like, that's it's kind of like I'm not laughing out loud during it, and I can't help but think like, the, these are fucking Bam scenes. Like this, this is what's been taken away from me right here is Bam just getting fucking laid out. It's all about who yeah, falls. He just see, man, and there's Bam. Yeah, I I get it. I just. Jackass has always been so much about the friendships and like you know the yeah. uh, the camaraderie and Bam always infiltrated that with just like nut shots and being like I fucking hate life Ugh. and so it's just like Bam stop being so emo and sad all the time like quit being this mean like dude like relax like Jackass is like this friendly thing and he's just always like trying to infiltrate like. Fuck that nut shot. I want to, like, stomp on your nuts and then crush your nuts. I don't want to just stomp on them. I want to crush your fucking, like, uh, like... But that is man. very much carried on in this movie with Knoxville carrying around a taser. Like, it's a, that's Bam's skit right there. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, man. With Knoxville, it's, it seems like exactly fun. exactly what you're talking about. Well, with Knoxville, it always seems fun. With Bam, it seems mean-spirited, man. Like, that's... Oh, yeah, that that's the thing with Bam. It always just means it, it feels mean spirited. That 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 literally like I, listen. I, I've always liked Bam. Like as far as like entertaining me, sure. But like as far as like entertainment, it's just like 
He just feels mean. Like, he just wants to be a mean guy and, like, hurt people. I'm like, ah, that's not what Jackass is really about. I don't oh. know. It, it, yeah. It, it's probably my own thing. Like, I'm not, like, trying to project that. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just never liked CKY Bam Jess. Ryan Dunn was always fun with me. But, like, I don't know. There, there was just something about him that always, like, with the Jackass spirit, it just felt sour. I don't know. It's probably me. It is what it is. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a this is a seven on ten for me. I mean, it's, it's still yeah. no, and it's total, still amazing, but it's a seven. Yeah. Total eight for me. I, I fucking really love this. I I had such a good time back being in the theater again, having a great time, like protecting my nuts. I yeah, great. Eight <laughs> eight on ten. Jack has forever, baby. Let's go. Jack, what's uh, your uh, rating? Um, yeah, I'm I'm also at an eight. Um, it's... I really I just. I, you know, you're not wrong about the new cast um, overall, but I can't deny the fact that, like, from the moment I saw a giant Dickzilla <laughs> for, to the to the end of the film, I, I just was laughing the whole time. Maybe sometimes I wasn't laughing as hard as others, but God damn it, man! Like PK Subban delivering a fucking puck directly into Danger Aaron's nuts is fucking hilarious. <laughs> And right before he does it, saying, fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> or the fucking, the pitch, the, the softball, the first yeah. one she delivers absolutely would have hit him. And he moves to the side and gets hit again. And then he gets hit like four more times. <laughs> the fucking bruise he had on his leg. Oh my during, God. <laughs> during the pogo fucking stick thing, like you could see the bruise on his leg from the softball fucking bit. Oh my God. That <laughs> fucking guy, he is the star of this movie. He took more shit than anybody, man. I mean, the the vulture with Wee Man. <laughs> that was the last animal I thought was going to pop out of that fucking cage. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, you know, I just again like Pontius. Pontius is is just so fucking funny. He's that guy. Just he 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 could be like a comic actor. Like he just knows exactly yeah. what to say. Like he takes a swing. <laughs> I don't fuck. This is gonna be a clean drop if I say it. But fuck it. Uh, he takes a swing of the the, the the pig semen. He's like, yep, that's pig semen. All right. <laughs> Then he's like, actually, I prefer it to the horse. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so good. But I also um, got the feeling, just just last thing to say, I did get the feeling that the ratings board at this point with Jackass, they're just kind of like, eh, fuck it, whatever. Like, I think there's more dicks in this movie than they've ever had. Oh, so many dicks. Yeah. Dicks, dicks galore. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, I thought it was hilarious. I saw uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or Instagram post. that said the world is healing, but it showed every Jackass movie like critical perception from one through this, and it was like fifty, sixty, eighty, and then this one's like ninety four or something. Like, it's <laughs> fucking amazing. It's like finally the world is healing. All right, it's not that serious. Okay, it's Jackass. Like oh can't stop trying to make this like something it's not. I dude I had such an amazing fucking time with jackass forever it's so fun it's so fun 
if yeah, I'm not gonna like convince anyone that's never loved a Jackass movie yeah. to watch this Jack. Yeah, if you don't like these movies, then you're not gonna like it. But it's fun as fuck. I love that Eric King's like, I took a like 16 year break and I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah, dude. It's dude, I fucking love the Jackass movies. They're the best. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Fuck yeah, I'm so glad it's in my life in February of 2022 that I can go to the theater and watch a fucking pogo stick nut shot. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. That's it. That's a biggie for the week. We've had so much shit to talk about here. Uh, stay tuned for the full binge. It's going to be a, hey, a jackass commentary, ladies and gentlemen, with Pete and fucking Murano. That'll be incredible. Boys, thanks for uh, hanging out with me tonight. Ah, thanks for having having me it was a good time all right let's get out of here um stay tuned um jack do you have anything coming up what do you got coming up um yeah we got the wake and bake coming out um god what else i think I, i i can't remember off the top of my head i think there's something else coming up soon um but you know keep an ear out for uh I don't know the revival of movie homework. I think we'll be Ooh. we'll get that going in the next couple of weeks. So, oh, and uh, Binge is coming back next week, Chad. Yeah, we have uh, Death on the Nile. We have Marry Me and uh, Blacklight. Three new fucking flicks. Woof. Yeah. Sounds exciting, boys. It's been a blast. Let's get the fuck out of here. And peace. Thank you for listening to the BingeCast on BingeMedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bingemedia. Binge Media patrons will get access to the full binge. The BingeCast's four-hour show on a private RSS feed. And they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge Media patrons also get other perks. So check us out at patreon.com slash bingemedia. Subscribe to the Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge. I love Dick, right?